Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions with my brother from the same mother, D. D, what is going on? What is going on? I am ready what's to happening? answer some YouTube questions today. Yeah, what's happening? Good. I'm ready. It was a long Good. week, but I'm back. Good. I'm going to be throwing some your way. Oh. Give myself a break and just being like, hey, D, how about, how about you take this one? That's a first because, you know, since we've been back, mm -hmm. I don't think that's happened once. It has. It I, has. I don't remember Yeah, that. but hey, but it, it's okay. It's okay, Honestly, but yeah. I'm throwing them your way today. Early early stage Alzheimer's yep, is hitting hey, already. Yeah, it's kicking in. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing fantastic. <laughs> Excited to uh, get the stream uh, rolling today. I hope everybody's had a fantastic week, a nice productive week. hope everybody's channels are going fantastically. If this is your first time here, um, what we are going to be doing is we're going to be answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, anything that you've ran into, anything you're trying to figure out or anything like that, there's a form where you can put your question down in the description of this stream right now. And if you get it in there, just based on the amount of responses that we currently have, if you can get it down there, then um, we'll get it answered on the stream today. So if you have a question, make sure you get it in there now so we can get it answered, um, especially, you know, for those of you that are showing up early, because you're going to be right up here at the very front of the queue. I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, tell me about some of this AI that you've been working on. Okay. So what would you like to know? Uh, just talk about it. Tell okay. me the tools you're using. He's been sending me some unbelievable videos. Well, I can't tell you the tools because that blows the video that I'm publishing. Okay. He's been <laughs> he's been showing me some videos of a new video that he's been working on. Yeah. They're just unbelievable. Yeah. And you're not going to spoil it? Yeah. So some of the stuff that you Moving can do. Moving on. Today's stream is brought to you right. by TubeBuddy. Right. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some, of the stuff, some of the stuff that you can do with this now um, is absolutely incredible. We, yeah. can, we can change ourselves. We can, you know, clone ourselves. We can, you know, make our audio sound pretty much any way that we want. Like, uh, it, it's, just, it's just incredible uh, what we can do with this stuff. But I have a video coming out about it this coming week. I'm almost done with it. Been putting a lot of time into this one um, just to, you know, explain through the visualization of what it is that you're able to do um, with this particular video. But you guys are gonna love it um it's but nuts yeah. it is insane it is it's absolutely it, crazy you're not gonna believe what this video looks like and the no. stuff that you're gonna be able to do with ai and mm -hmm. it's not really hard to do no it's easy you just yeah. type it in Yep, type it in, or you make a video and upload that video, and then it'll convert everything for yeah. you. Yeah, different Pre options based on what you're trying to do, but yeah, it's 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 incredible. Prepare Absolutely to have incredible. your mind blown. Yep, socks yep. blown off. Socks blown off. Yep, completely off. Yeah. So go. on that note, today's stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you test your thumbnails to make sure that the thumbnails that you're making are effective for the people that you're trying to reach. TubeBuddy will help you the shorts links are going away here in just a couple days, folks. Oh, that's TubeBuddy right. will help you actually go in and find the links that you currently have and replace them with text that will drive people to your channel page. They have a tool for that and all kinds of other tools that will help you with your channel. But you can try out 90 different tools that TubeBuddy offers for content creators and their YouTube tool at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. Um, so you can see what TubeBuddy can do for you. And in addition to that, this stream is co-brought to you by, oh, and really quick, I'm going to be live streaming on the TubeBuddy YouTube channel um, this coming Wednesday um, as well. And I'm going to be live streaming on the StreamYard channel on Tuesday. So make sure that you are subscribed to both of those channels so that you can be there for those live streams as well. But this stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the tool that we use to stream this every single Saturday. Um, the reason that we use StreamYard is because it's easy to use. It's easy to bring on guests. It's easy to add graphics to the screen. And they have amazing coffee mugs. Would you agree with that, D? Yeah. The only reason. Yeah. 
I'm still using StreamYard. <laughs> the coffee mugs. It's yeah. the coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's look. If you're going live on a computer, it's the easiest way to actually get up and broadcast. Yeah. It is super simple. If you've never streamed before. Yeah. This is the easiest way to get started on your computer, hands down. Absolutely. And yeah. um, it, they also make it really easy just to bring on um, guests. And they have some hidden features that people don't really talk about a lot. One of them is they actually hold your stream open for you in the cloud. So let's okay. say while we're streaming right now, let's say that this stream went down. Say the internet went down, the power went down or flickered or something like that. We ended up losing the connection. StreamYard holds the stream open for I think it's 10 or 15 minutes. And then that gives us time to be able to come back in on our phone or something like that and keep the show rolling while we're getting everything, you know, fired back up again so there's that and they also record your streams in the background so since they're recording your streams in the background let's say you want to repurpose your content and I, this ai video that i have coming up i actually show you how to do that really easily um with just like a few clicks but in that particular case you can just download the streams directly out of Streamyard, and then you can upload them elsewhere you can make whatever you know shorts or clips that you want and then you can start you know putting those out all over social media if you choose to do that so um lots of great features of Streamyard as well you can try them out at StreamYard.com, um, and we've got links down in the description for that uh, as well. Translated uh, for the layman out there, mm -hmm. if a group of mercenaries were to break in okay. and kidnap you and hold you hostage okay. and, and take you offline, mm -hmm. StreamYard would actually keep streaming they your would. stream yeah. the entire time. Yeah. As long as you didn't lose the internet connection, as long as YouTube yeah. didn't go down, or wherever yeah. you're streaming to, Rumble, mm -hmm. Kick, wherever, Facebook. Yep. Oh, uh, multicasting. Would, I forgot to mention that as well. Yeah, they yeah. would keep your stream up until your family actually paid the ransom. Yeah. You got out. You came back. And you came online to tell everybody that you were free. <sighs> You would still be streaming. Yeah, as long as that happens within like ten to fifteen minutes, because right. that's that's the limit. Yeah. So uh, so so you know. But if we work in like movie time, then yeah. we got that covered, no yeah. problem at all. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. hey, here we're there. Next minute, you know, everything's you know we're we're safe yeah. and we're back home and we're streaming. Yeah. Whew, that was close, guys. Yeah, it was close. Whew. Yeah, it was close. Can't believe that happened again. Yep. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it's the third time this week. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. so uh, so, See, so let's, you got what I was trying to say there. So let's get to the right. real YouTube questions here um, from Adventures <laughs> with Time. Says, how much would the ransom actually be? It's a good oh, question. That's a great question. It's a great question. How much would the ransom? Here's the thing: if anyone, right, mom, I know you're watching this, but if anyone ever calls mom and says, "I've got, I've got one or both of your sons," no, let's just say. I've got your oldest son. I've got the son you care the most about. I've got yeah, the, there you go. Yeah, I've got I've got your actual blood son, and you need to send us money. Um, she's gonna pay it, whatever yeah. it costs. Yeah, at least fifty bucks. <laughs> at least fifty bucks, maybe a hundred. Yeah, yeah, maybe a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Call about him. Yeah. I've got your youngest son. Yeah, she just hang up the phone. Like I'm not falling <laughs> for that again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for that. Hold on, baby. Are we gonna order pizza tonight? <laughs> yeah. yeah, these guys on the phone asking something about like pizza and ransom or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll call them back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, it's gonna be one let's of those go streams. Ahead, let's go ahead and get into the uh, question. See what do you think? Let's go. Let's All right. Go. So the very uh, really quick um, as we're getting into this, if you are just joining this and if this is your first time here, um, the whole reason that we do this is to kind of help you demystify YouTube because you know as a content creator, there's a lot of moving parts that go into this. There's a lot of you know questions that you're going to run into along the way. So basically, we spend the next about two and a half to three hours um, sitting here answering questions based on the questions that you have and that you submit to us. So um, because 
because of that, if you have a question about anything that you're trying to figure out about YouTube, make sure that you put it in the form that is down in the description below. It's free to do. Um, thanks to our sponsors, TubeBuddy and StreamYard and the other channel sponsors as well. So um, so if you do have any questions, make sure you put them down in the uh, in the form. And that's so, also on my channel as well. So people yeah. watching on my channel, it's also linked down in the description there. Yes. And uh, Traveling with Brian says StreamYard is mercenary protected. Yep. That's good. That's it's, like, it's like a point. whole other layer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like an that's like an extra little right. stamp at the bottom of the Streamyard right. page. We protect Merc you from mercenaries. Protect, yeah. yeah, mercenary protected, hostage protected. That's good. That's there good. You go. That's good. Yeah. So if uh, we haven't limited our promotion yet, let's uh, let's just keep on. Let's keep at it. Yeah. Streamyard, <laughs> so, man. We, we got business to do. So uh, yeah. next up on the list, or the first up, I should say, on the list is um, us plus dad. Uh, us plus dad. They do daily content. The type of channel is Roblox and role play, and the goal of the channel is to create interactive roblox community and the question is when we reply to comments on youtube mobile app it gives us the at plus their youtube name option but on the mobile studio desktop it doesn't does the viewer still get notified either way just by us replying to the comment we like using desktop as it's easier to get their actual name and make it more personal thank you for all that you do and i'll see you at vid summit so um first off looking forward to seeing you at vid summit second off um yeah so when you reply to comments people get notifications but not everybody actually checks those notifications but if they do get a reply then you do get that you know you do get that notification um but you know a lot of times people you know if they're active commenters on youtube some people you know really get into it and they'll be checking their notifications all the time just you know just to have those conversations um, but for other people you know not so much especially if they're commenting on a lot of videos getting a lot of feedback and that kind of stuff um, but absolutely you know that that does give them the option and of course you know in terms of it like showing up on their phones and things like that that's all going to come down on their settings and if they have notifications enabled inside of YouTube and on their devices and all that stuff but um, in terms of just generally yes when you uh, reply to a comment then then that goes out we need Travis to make a super chat ransom sound oh, yeah, right <laughs> right and yeah as they were saying in the chat if somebody calls mom mm -hmm. she's gonna be like uh deliver the play button or you can have him right 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 that's the cost so, yeah that's right, the cost right, that's the does cost he, yeah we've got yeah. we've got nick does yeah. he have, does he have these does play, have play button? button nope nope all right you yep. can have him right <laughs> so build with mooney is the uh next channel they do uh woodworking content the goal of the channel is to share and teach um the question is is there one piece of data that you look at on your channel to improve and stay consistent um so for me That's a good question yeah, it, it's more than just one, you know, thing that I'm looking at. So I always just look to see the general response that people are giving um, to each individual video so I can use that information for, you know, later videos that I'm going to make. Um, but other things as well, um, like I'll also keep track on like what content types are performing. Like right now, for example, I'm testing some AI content, seeing how everybody responds to that. And I'm, I have those in an individual group. So as I continue to make more of those, then I'm going to start comparing them against some of the other content just to see, you know, the difference in response. So, um, uh, so yeah, basically just keeping track on the specific content that people respond to. And then of course, looking at, you know, my audience retention, looking to see where my views are coming from, um, in terms of the traffic sources specifically, like, am I getting most of my views for a particular video? Am I getting that from home pages? Am I getting it from suggested videos? Am I getting it from search? And does that align with what I was hoping for with that video or what I was trying to do with that video? Um, those are the types of things that I look at. Um, and then as part of that, also, I look at the click through rate. Um, and I just look 
look at that just to, I, I have the baselines on my channel. So what I do is I'll go in and like, as an example, I'll say, okay, well, if I have a hundred thousand impressions on my click through rate on home pages is less than 5%. Then in that particular case, um, then, you know, I might want to update that thumbnail because in that particular scenario, based on everything else that goes on on my channel, um, that's usually kind of like my average once I hit a hundred thousand impressions. Um, and then, you know, of course, depending on the content, that the topic of the content, um, you know, it might need to be a little bit higher than that. But with a lot of the content I put out, as long as it um, is over 5% on home pages at 100,000 impressions, and I'm like, okay, that's, you know, cool for now, I'll check back in on it later. But I just kind of keep track of things over time that way. Yeah, I want to add a question. caveat to that. I don't know where you're at along your journey. But if you're just getting started, and you're just getting a handful of views on your videos, like there is a beginning point to where you're not getting a lot of information to yeah. actually make data informed decisions. Mm -hmm. So if you're just getting 20 views, you know, I don't know. At what point would you say somebody should really start digging into their analytics? Well, I, I think you should start digging into your audience re retention, like right away, right away for audience. Retention. Yeah, right away. Like because the, some of the, some of the more advanced features, um, when it comes to grouping and stuff, you need enough content to group. Yeah. So, you know, because of that, if you're, if you're starting out and you're being strategic about it, and let's say you're like, Hey, I'm going to make like 10 videos on this and then 10 videos on this, then I'm going to compare them and see, you know, the responses, the content set, um, then, you know, that five videos or 10 videos that you compare against each other is fine. As long as you're getting views on them. I, if you're not getting views, um, if you're still, you know, stuck at, you know, 20 views a video, then in that particular case, just look at your audience retention reports. And even with your, even with your click through rate, because even with your audience retention reports, um, it's, it doesn't tell you a lot because you've only had 20 people interacting right. with it, which isn't, you know, right. enough really. And like five but of them could can, have been your buddies right. that, that you shared your video <laughs> right. with. Right. But, but it can help you identify things that you might be doing right. wrong to where right. it's like, okay, well, out of the 20 people that I did have, uh, respond to this everybody bailed within the first like 15 seconds right, right it's like red right. flag okay well why do i think they bailed in that particular case um so you know giving yourself uh, enough views is definitely something that you want to do um, but i would say you know 500 views uh, would be you know about yeah. a fair yeah. place yeah. and then once you start hitting a thousand then you can start getting you know a little bit more um you know accuracy so to speak with what it is that you're working and then the more you know things scale out from there the more accurate your interpretations can become yeah there's no real hard line on that uh, one thing i've told people in the past is so when you're getting started youtube generally doesn't have enough information on who your audience is yet so there's an area where they tell you when your audience is online. Mm -hmm. And if you're new, yeah, that, doesn't even show up. that doesn't show up. Yeah. So what I told people in the past is, is when that Start shows looking up, when that shows up, when yeah, that good, shows up, good. that means YouTube understands your audience. Yeah, good. So that might, might be a good time to start digging into deeper analytics. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Very yeah. good. Um, so here, so Yo, next, chat. whoa, I almost knocked whoa. some coffee into the oh, room. That would have been, been a great start, right? And we would have done that live. Yeah. Super yeah, iPhone Chris, Chris, thank you for the super chat. Super appreciate it, man. I feel like this is a bad place. Yeah, it probably is. But this is probably also a bad place. Yeah. And, and I and I don't want to give Starbucks free promotion. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna turn the cup around. Yeah. Or just hide it behind the StreamYard cup, I guess. Yeah. Or heck, I mean But then I risk we get crazy and just pour it into the StreamYard cup. I mean we go out on the go out on the edge. But just kind of do that. Where would I put the whiskey? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. In the StreamYard <laughs> cup with the coffee. There yeah, you for go. the blend. It's yeah. not an Irish coffee, isn't yeah. it? I, I have no idea. There we go. Yeah. That's yeah, water. Yeah, I'm not an Agua. alcoholic, D. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so next up on the list, Me we, we have, uh, yeah, D's not either. I'm just kidding. Um, so next up on the list, I'm waiting for this to load. 
What's up, Doug? Hope you're doing um, hey, awesome, man. Nice seeing you in here today. You're on question four, right? Uh, question three. Question three. Yep. We got trying to learn, uh, trying to ride bikes, trying to learn bikes. Sorry about that. I've uh, been on YouTube for a year or more. Motorcycle maintenance. The goal of the channel is to help others with DIY motorcycle maintenance. And the question is, will YouTube allow me to post the same video on two channels if I keep one listed as private and one listed as public? Thank you in advance. Um, so, so that's a really good question. Um, and when it comes to duplicate content, that will probably show up in your own copyright area. Um, so YouTube because of that. That? The what? You think YouTube would be have a problem if you kept think one so. private? No, I don't think so. Um, is like, because it could show up in the copyright area, and as long as you don't, you know, lean your own copyright Publish against it, right. yeah, because it would be actually as a private video, it probably won't even show up anyway. So yeah, you, you're probably okay. Yeah. Um, if <laughs> yeah, like with YouTube, they're finicky about stuff like that. Like in most cases, you know, it would probably be fine. But there's also, you know, because you know, like. When YouTube those happens. types, right? When those types of <laughs> things happen, um, it's automated, right? So basically, it's just their system detecting stuff. So um, because of that, you know, it's always a risk when those types of things happen, or you know, when you're doing those types of things. But I think that you would be okay. Just proceed with caution. Um, you know, if possible, I would try to like modify it in some way or something like that, just to add that extra layer of you know um, security there, so you wouldn't have to worry about it. Or if you're doing it for the sake of archiving, then in that particular case, um, I would just upload it into like Google Drive or you know something like that, so then you can keep it that way. Yeah, because you know, if you're going to have it private anyway, if you are uploading it privately to a second account, maybe put something in the title and in the description that just says archive. Yeah, archive video and the number of the video. So in the event you do have to reach out to YouTube support. There's and context. You, and you said, hey, um, you know, I was just hit for duplicate content and, and they need to go in and look at the other account. And you're like, hey, I was just archiving these. I'm not publishing these. I, I have no intention to publish these. Maybe that will give you a little wiggle room with them. It should be okay, but YouTube happens. Hey, yeah. uh, so Brian says Irish coffee is the best. Amazing Out Destination also says uh, Irish coffee um, as well. So yeah, it is Irish uh, coffee. There we go. Yep. There so um, next up on the list here, We've got um, playing the mom game. The type of channel is decluttering, organizing, and lifestyle content. The goal of the channel is to help people keep things simple, practical tips. Do you travel? What? Do you travel? I know. I need somebody. I need to hire somebody to go over here. <laughs> they did an organization channel. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It took me a minute. I'm like, what is he talking about over there? I was like, I was like, is he just like pulling something out of chat, just like randomly? Like, no, hey, do you travel? no, no. Yeah. It's like you're like organization. Like, do you travel? <laughs> I need help. So the question Help is, me, please. so the question is, my second to last video only got about 60 views until a few days ago, and all of a sudden there is a big spike up to a thousand with the traffic source being YouTube advertising, but I've never paid for an ad. The geography for those views was mostly Turkey, Indonesia, and Pakistan, and the gender mostly male. I have a hundred percent female audience normally. To top it off, now the content suggesting my most recent video is videos with titles that don't use the English alphabet. Any idea on what the heck is going on? So um, it's possible. I mean, if if it's tracking is YouTube advertising then you know somebody did run ads on your video for some reason so one thing that might have happened is uh you know it's possible that you know if you have any like products or anything like that i'm guessing since you're doing decluttering organizing and lifestyle tips in your content that you're probably sharing you know some product recommendations and things like that so it's absolutely possible that somebody uh that you're using one of their products or something um they might have ran ads on your video um and you know they could have done that either intentionally trying to target you know that um that region 
or they could have done that mistakenly um, and targeted that particular region. Because one thing that um, people will do sometimes is when they run ads, if they don't know what they're doing, is they will run those ads and they will just go for like the lowest cost. And when that happens, if they don't, you know, say, hey, I'm trying to target this particular region and things like that, um, then what can happen is it can end up, you know, being shown to, you know, pretty much anywhere that has the uh, the lowest cost. Um, another part of that as well is um, it's also very possible. Eh, you know, that that's you know that it, it's probably that is probably uh, is probably yeah. what happened. Um, um, but what you should just be thinking about is that was an ad you know that that got ran on the video so even though the videos that are suggesting you right now are coming in from that you'll be able to hop right back on track and continue on um as you were um i don't think you know with a thousand uh views on it um i think i, I can't remember the number because i went to the next forum but i think maybe 800 of those were advertising um in that particular case that's just not enough people to make like any substantial difference on like who your videos are getting shown to or anything like that just in case it continues what do you think you should, should can't you turn yeah that you off? can turn yeah, that's what yeah you about can to turn say. that off yeah. yeah so there's a there's a there's an option that you have to where you can actually turn off embedding on your videos there's another option to where you can turn off people's ability to advertise on your videos so in the event that does continue to happen um you can you know do that um if you choose to next up we got adventures with time adventures you know, with time just maliciously thinking yep. here but that would like if you've got money to burn mm -hmm. you could really mess up someone's channel by yeah. doing that. I'm not, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying like, you know, if the intent were there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it would, it would depend like, like, uh, I mean, if a smaller channel trying to get started, trying to build momentum and you're like, Hey, here's a bunch of traffic from Turkey. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah. The, the, I don't think it would be no offense to Turkey. It's just that the audience. Probably yeah. That's who, that's who they yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it, it definitely, you know, it definitely can, but like, you know, all you need is that right group of people that are responding well to it to yeah. kind of get things back on track. So yeah, that's true. But yeah, absolutely though. Um, adventures of time. Um, they do watch reviews, the gold channels to help collectors as a side hustle. And, um, the question is on my watch collecting channel, most of my videos are reviews of watches. I'm now publishing every two weeks videos where I compare watches. Um, they get many more views than other videos. The videos where I review a single low end watch may only get a couple of hundred views. If I only make those high performing videos, I'd probably upload maybe once a month or every other month, given the time it takes to create those videos and to gain access to luxury watches. Does it hurt my channel if I fill in with these lower performing videos to maintain my every two week publishing schedule? Um, so no, it doesn't necessarily um, hurt anything. The only thing that um, it could do is, you know, the people that are, you know, like subscribing to the channel and, and, you know, enjoying that luxury content. If they stop responding to the other content that you're publishing, then you're lowering the likelihood of YouTube recommending, you know, the other videos to them once they do publish um so because of that you know i really like i wouldn't look at it as as a huge risk like if you're like hey you know it, this is going to be the difference between me being able to you know upload every week or a couple times a week or waiting like a month between uploads um i would still you know i would still keep doing what it is that you're doing and basically just look at the lower end watches as one bucket and those may end up performing well for you over time. They're not doing great yes. right now, yes. but they may end up performing well for you over time once YouTube identifies like, hey, these people are responding to you know uh, content like that, maybe the you know, lower end watches and stuff, um, and then have your luxury watches as another um, bucket or another content pillar where you are basically saying like, I'm serving you know one 
type of viewer with this lower end watch content. So I'm just going to accept, you know, what happens to that content, but I'm still going to try to make it as good as I can still try to get people to click on it. Because if you look in the watch space, I had a friend of mine that was going to start a watch channel. So I did a lot of research in the watch space. Um, but if you look in the um, watch space, like, you know, those lower end watches, some of them can get crushed with views. Mm -hmm. So the audience is there for it. Um, you're just not, you know, connecting at this moment in time. So um, because of that, you know, that you might end up doing okay with that. So I would still keep rolling with it, uh, you know, for the long play. Um, but, you know, with the uh, luxury watches or the comparison um, watches, the reviews uh, with that particular content, um, I, you know, like just put it out when you can. And it's likely that, you know, when you put that out, YouTube is still going to show it to the right people that are interested in luxury and all that stuff, you know, over time as well. Um, so those will probably still continue to do well. Um, so I would, I would keep putting those out as you are, but I would still put out the other, um, we'll call it supplemental content, but I think that you can actually build a whole, you know, like a whole, yeah. uh, you know, a whole audience around that lower end stuff too. Um, so I, I would keep trucking with what it is that you're doing. Uh, let, let me add something to that. So if you're doing the comparison videos, uh, I'm going to assume that you have individual videos for them as well. Um, obviously, when you're putting together like your pinned comment, your end screen, links in the description, all of that stuff, you could put additional links down in your, even in your pinned comment or in your description to where you link out to the individual watches. So if you're like, mm -hmm. hey, watch this comparison, you can also watch this comparison, but you can also say, here are links to the individual watches yeah. as well. Uh, and as that scales, you might end up driving some traffic to those individual mm -hmm. videos and, and like you said long term those might actually pick up um and uh, really quick uh daniel uh johansson says uh now we really talk about watch time ba -doom, ba! that would have been a good one for danielle right yeah that's good you missed it yeah that's good it's good hey jeffrey okay. crackers how you doing man so uh next up on the list here we've got the dream builder 21 uh they do automotive content the goal of the channel says i create projects to entertain people and then to distract them from their day and the question is um how do you spot trolls online um so you know that just comes down usually to, to them you know uh you know being abrasive in some way them being negative in some way them you know doing things to try to cause you frustration and you know those sorts of things um but you know sometimes it's just somebody sharing their opinion but if it's repeated Repeated. You yeah. know, that that's where it's like, okay, this person's, you know, clearly yeah. trying to stir up some dust here. So because of that, I'm just going to block them. <laughs> did you know, and I, I learned this recently, did you know there's a type of troll online? They call them a sea lion. Have you heard about this? I didn't know there's labels for trolls. I'm not surprised. But, yeah, yeah. But so I, they, yeah. They, they call them a sea lion, sea lion troll. And I can't believe people actually do this. Their entire purpose is just to drag you into just an endless conversation to exhaust you. Wow. Like that's what they do. And they do it by being like, oh, I'm just asking questions or I'm, I'm really curious. Like they approach it that way. I'm really curious. Can you explain? And they just keep going and keep going. And their entire purpose is to exhaust the person they're talking to. Wow. Ima imagine like, that. Imagine like, having so much time yeah. to waste that that's what you do with your time. Right. That's insane. It is insane. Yeah. See, it's called the sea lion troll. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Some, that's somebody, crazy. yeah. I read that on Twitter and I was like, nobody's doing that. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. Somebody's there's probably entire Discord groups of like, see, what are they? Sea lions? Sea lion. Yeah, there's probably entire Discord groups of just them. Hey, let's, yeah. Hey, let's go after this person. Let's go after yeah, this yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also Crazy. troll farms. Did you know about this? I didn't know about that. No. Yeah, so there's troll farms. It, there's actually YouTube videos about it. They're, they're in China and uh, they're in Africa and places. Literally just rooms full of people that you can hire to troll online. Wow. But that trolling can come in the form of positive messages, negative messages, discrediting people, promoting something. Like, hey, we're doing this. We're going to pay you to either 
uh, attack this or promote this or cause confusion in, in the conversation. It's insane, man. Wow. Entire industries are popping up. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. What a time to be alive. Right? Yeah. Internet culture at its best. Yeah. Uh, Pixie Dust Traveler. Been on YouTube for a week or more. She has a travel channel. Um, the goal of the channel is to provide entertainment and resources for travelers before they visit a location, also to be a full-time creator. The question is, how many videos in a series does it take before the algorithm thinks your channel might be focused on one location? I don't want it to do that. Um, it's not necessarily that it thinks the channel is focused on one location. It's just that when you talk about one location, um, in a lot of cases, like those people will respond to the content, right? Because there's like, hey, I wonder what they're saying about, you know, my area and, you know, those types of things. Um, and what can happen is once those people are responding, because everything on the platform is based on response, right? So if certain groups of people respond to the content at a high level, then, you know, then you might end up, you know, just getting a large viewership from that area, right? So think of like David Hasselhoff, for those of you that remember him, um, you know, if you think of David Hasselhoff, how, how he's like, you know, like a superstar in Germany, right? They just, they just like connected with him in some way. I mean, he's famous, you know, everywhere, but, uh, but, you know, he's like a superstar in Germany because they just really connected with him there. Um, but when you have, uh, you know, uh, a travel channel, what you're talking about, it happens a lot because you are having all of these people in this location respond to you there, um, you know, travelers and, you know, people that live there. And then when you go to another location, uh, you know, people will respond there, the people that are like hardcore into your stuff or whatever, but you know, the response might not be as good until you build up that audience and then you move on to another one and you kind of rinse and repeat, um, you know, that particular process. So the goal is over time, as you go through all of these locations that you pick up groups of people in every single one of those locations that enjoy all of your content so that over time you end up with a nice solid viewership of people that come in and they'll watch you wherever it is that you go. Um, I have a friend of mine uh, that makes YouTube content um, who, travels around and does some, you know, he started the channel here, but he travels all over the place now uh, making video content. His name's Patty uh, Doyle. And um, in his case, you know, he's in that situation. He's hit that sweet spot where he has just like a nice avid viewer base that just love to watch him go to places and show them all of these different things and go on all these different journeys with him. Um, and because of that, you know, some content might perform better than others, but he still has that core group that, you know, pretty much follows him wherever he goes. Hey, I forgot to ask you. So we were eating dinner tonight and mm -hmm. we're walking into the restaurant. As soon as we opened the door, some guy goes, Nick Nimmin? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was this channel about? Um, so, yeah, I, we so, didn't talk. Yeah, we got distracted. On yeah. That. So what he does is he um, uh, uh, basically ushers people into Thailand. So, oh, yeah. So, like a pickup service? VIP? No, 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 no. no. He, oh. He's not like, you know, working in that capacity. He's just like to Thailand online. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, um, you know, answering questions about Thailand, essentially. Okay. Yeah, that's what he is, what he does. Um, let's see here. So next up, um, no, uh, we do not um, at this moment in time. I'm actually working on one um, that should be done before Vid Summit is my is my you know thing that I'm trying to hit. Um, so um, as of right now, no. Um, but before Vid Summit, um, yes. And mine actually, the very first one isn't going to be around um, growth per se, even though that's also going to be a part of it. It's more about monetization, like, you know, how you can, uh, you know, all the different ways that you have to monetize, how you can set everything up, um, you know, the best strategies for, you know, making the most money out of the content that you're publishing and things like that. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list here, we're on number eight already. It's, it's warm in here. Think so? Might be that coffee, maybe. Oh, no, it's iced coffee. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. I think um, the fan's not getting me. I think it's getting you. Oh. Uh, you want to turn it? 
Yeah, cool off a little bit. Yeah, so uh, New England Thrifter is our uh, next channel. They've been on YouTube for one year or more. They do thrifting hauls, sh uh, shop with me, live sales. Oh, that's cool. Um, they're a full-time reseller. And the question is, what do you think about using um, Prodvigate to help grow my channel? Nope. Nope. I don't even nope. know what it is. But yep. here's the thing. I'm actually just going to look really quick. Yep. Um, just to, you know, confirm. But, yeah, any services that you know promise yeah like here you know supercharge your channel with our promotion services yeah you want to avoid those like crazy um you know a lot of those services uh they use bots and things like that or yeah. they'll use like cheap advertising yeah. so that they can uh you know target lower um fee places to where they don't have to pay as much rates but then you start seeing activity in your channel and you think everything's you know going great but then you end up in a situation like the question that we answered before where your content's getting shown to the people that you are not trying to reach with your content so yeah avoid services like that at all costs not just that one but any service like that that's like hey all you got to do is pay money and yeah. then we're just gonna like throw a bunch of traffic at your channel don't do that and, and the reason for that um, in addition to just putting you in front of the wrong people there's another bigger problem and that bigger problem is when you try to shortcut and people do this with YouTube advertising too when you try to shortcut um, your growth with throwing money at it through advertising or through a service like that then while those campaigns are going it might seem like oh hey you know I've got some people interacting but the downside is if you haven't learned the fundamentals yet in terms of learning how to get people to respond to your thumbnails and titles organically in terms of when they do respond and they do click on those once they come into your video content not getting them you know that far into your video content if, if the response isn't there then what ends up happening is you'll see the numbers going up like hey i've got more views but then it's like oh well they're not even hardly watching the video right hey i got more subscribers but they're bots they're not even coming back and watching the content or if it's through advertising in that particular case it's like oh hey you know I got some people that are subscribed so now let me turn off that advertising campaign well what happens next is if you haven't learned the fundamentals of learning how to get people to respond from your content organically then the moment you turn that stuff off you're back at square one again because when you publish your next video you still haven't learned how to get people to click so even if you gained let's say a thousand subscribers from YouTube advertising if you still can't get those people to click then you just wasted your money. And after they don't click, after YouTube shows their, your content to them, you know, a handful of times and they don't respond to it, then that's just wasted money. And those people are likely to not see your content again, or rarely, you know, uh, when you publish your content for them to even see it in the first place. So because of that, um, the best thing that you can do, and I, I know it's a harder road and I know it takes longer. And I know that, you know, like, you know, all of us, you know, we all want more, 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 right? We all like want to, you know, get everything rolling. We want to get, you know, um, you know, established as a creator and things like that um, but the the idea is you have to learn how to do those fundamental things if you want to do this long term and sustainably if you don't learn how to do those fundamental things then then nothing is going to nothing is going to work out so because of that instead of you know spending your time there it would be better to you know say hey let me um instead of you know paying that service to just throw a bunch of bots at my channel let me instead go and watch a video um from you know hayden hellier smith on how to edit videos in a way that will keep people engaged 
engaged in watching the content. Um, let me go watch, um, you know, Ed over at Film Booth, um, and you know some of his tips on storytelling. Um, you know, let's watch, you know, Nick from time to time, and you know his things on, you know, how to get more views and just setting everything up on your channel and the right tools to use and all that good stuff. But like the whole idea is, you know, educating yourself and then applying it and improving your skill sets over time so that you can continually do this. Because once you learn the skills, here's the awesome thing about this. And, you know, D, I would love your thoughts on this too. But once you learn you're the gonna, skills, you're going to get them. I know. Well, once you learn the skills that are required to do this, you can apply them to so many other things. Um, it can be other content, but you can also apply them to just other things. Like you can, you know, start offering services to people if you want and that sort of thing as well. So learning the skills by themselves um, is really valuable, not just for YouTube, but for also other things that you can do with them in the event that you need to leverage them in some other way. What are your thoughts on that, Dean? Yeah, well, first I want to say, uh, to piggyback on what you said, all of, and this is something that might not make sense when you're first getting started because we're really, we're all looking for views. We're looking for you know, some sort of an indicator that we're doing the right thing. So we're looking at subscriber numbers, we're looking at our view count, but it's important to understand that all views are not created equal. Mm -hmm. So if you're paying one of these services and however they're trying to get people to you, if you're paying one of these services, you might be getting the views. So to you, the new creator, you're like, this is fantastic. I'm getting the views, my hard work, it's all validated. The views are coming in, right? But those are not good views. You want views, like he said, you want views from people who are actually interested in your content, people who are actually watching a good length of your video and preferably going on to watch additional videos, right? You want quality views, yes. not cheap views for the yep. sake of, of those vanity metrics. And I know it feels good and it's exciting to get those views, but not all views are created equal. And it's Less really- Less of the right viewers is better than a lot of the yes, wrong viewers. 100%, yeah. 100%. And in terms of uh, learning the skills, yeah, I agree. I mean, we both came from that. Mm -hmm. You know, we both were able to, uh, not that we started off, you know, perfect or, 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 or perfect even now, we still make tons of mistakes. Right, right. But like we both kind of hit the ground running in terms of we had a really long history of working with video, working with you know Photoshop and graphic design and photography. So you know we, we brought those skills to this. So once you learn those skills, you're gonna be really surprised how easily they translate to other things. Yeah. Um, even messing with the AI, right. right? Because you understand what looks good now. You've mm -hmm. worked in this stuff long enough. You understand like how to balance an image. Mm -hmm. So if, if an AI spits something out and it's unbalanced, you're like, oh, that doesn't look right. 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 You have to learn what looks good, what sounds good. Uh, and that takes time and you just got to pick up those skills. And unrelated to this, both of our channels were served an ad at the same time. Oh, interesting. You were talking mm -hmm. at the exact same time we both got served an ad because people said it in both of our chats. Mm. We took a 35 person hit immediately. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Th 35, 36 immediately dropped out. Did it come back up? Because they would drop Slowly. out if they were seeing the ad. Slowly. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It took okay. a few minutes for it to come back, but it All was right. just like, hey, you're, uh, you know, an ad, and then boom, just interesting. Oof, dropped. Interesting. And slowly climbing back up. Huh. I just, it was just Look interesting. Yeah, I'm experimenting with that right now to see if it impacts uh, in any way. I did it in the at, last stream, too. At that so, moment, yeah. it did, yeah. Huh. Interesting. It's, it's creeping back up, but yeah, hmm. it, that was really interesting. Nice. 
So, uh, so yeah, so next question that we have. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, work on your skill sets, you know, and focus yeah. on that because the skill sets that you gain from doing this, um, you know, not only can you apply them to everything else that you do, but you can also, um, like, those skill sets will kind of secure your spot as a content creator for as long as you're willing to do it. Um, you know, even if you're like, hey, I'm just not, you know, maybe I'm not going to, you know, post a video like every week or, you know, whatever, but you're still going to be able to, you know, keep going. You're still going to be able to do the thing. You're still going to be able to, you know, take full advantage of the opportunity that you have as a content creator. So if you focus on the skills, um, that's the, that's, that's the path. Yeah. And, and the other thing about learning the skills, and here's the thing, you don't have to be the best at this, the best at that. Mm -hmm. You just have to be able to do it enough to get your message across. Mm -hmm. I will say this, practice, I would say practice the most. Everybody says, you know, practice video editing, practice it, and you should, you should yeah. do that. But if you're in front of the camera or you're speaking on camera, right? If you're presenting and trying to communicate, focus a lot on how to communicate. Yeah, That is gonna get you further than anything else, I, yeah. I believe, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you need to learn how to edit. Yeah, you need to learn how to do, you know, all these other things, but like learning how to communicate. Mm -hmm. Learn that skill and learn some video basics, and then it doesn't matter what platform you're on. Right. You can go from platform to platform or all the platforms or the next platform pops up, you're covered because you already understand the skill. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Absolutely. So um, next up on our list here, we got um, Sire Smiley. Love the channel name. Mm. Your, your majesty um, says um, a bit of everything. Uh, they do mostly fitness, uh, music, and dance. The goal of the channel is to help people with their fitness goals, put a smile on everyone's faces with my song covers and dancing, and also to get income from growing on the long run. And the question is, I upload videos and they hardly got views, and then I decided to try shorts and they always had more views on my uploads. Should I just keep uploading shorts or what I need to do to get normal uploads to get the reach that my shorts get? Do so wanna, there's a first, couple of problems. I was gonna say, do you first wanna feel the sting of the mixed bag of yeah. content? <laughs> yeah, so 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 the very first um, issue is that you are uploading multiple types of content for different types of viewers uh, to you know to your main channel so you know in the in the case that we were talking about earlier with the watch channel um, there, you know, they're uploading low end watches and then they're doing like these, uh, you know, watch reviews and, you know, the reviews are getting a lot more activity than the lower end watches, uh, you know, get, but they're still targeting people that are into watches, right? So there's some crossover there in your particular case. If you're uploading song covers on the same channel that you're uploading fitness content, you're working against yourself. Why and the that? reason that you're working against yourself and if we mix in the dance. So tell them, tell them why. Technically, Nick, tell them why. Got a hype, man. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, um, you know, your oh, fitness, Lord, here goes. Your, your fitness and dance content could be, uh, you know, kind of crossover content there. If you do like dance for fitness type of things, you know, with your, with the videos that you're putting out, but the big elephant in the room, so to speak, is that you're publishing covers on a fitness channel. So when you're doing that and you have those videos as like public videos that people can come and find you on your channel, the big problem that you're creating is this. Let's say that, and, and we'll just put it in your in your case, right? Okay, so you're, you come to my channel to learn different aspects of YouTube. So if all of a sudden I started publishing videos about cooking on my channel, maybe the first video or maybe the second video for the sake of the novelty, you might come in and say like, oh, hey, Nick published a cooking video, so What's let me go that check out. What's doing? Good Lord, he's lost his mind. So you let might me, think that. So let me come in and see what, uh, <laughs> let me come in and see what, you know, that is all about. But then after a while, you're like, you know what? I don't even cook. So why am I going to watch Nick's cooking videos? Or I don't care about cooking. I've got all these other cooking channels that I watch. So That's because right, of that, I'm watching because I'm watching all those There's other big over there player channels, and that's not what I go to Nick for. 
So what's going to end up happening over time is you're going to stop responding to my cooking content because that's not what you come to me for, right? So then every time YouTube shows you that, you're not going to respond to it. And then over time, YouTube's going to be like, hey, this person just isn't you know that involved anymore. So then they're going to stop start recommending my content less and less. So that's the biggest problem um, right now in terms of the long form content is I would get clear on exactly what it is that you're offering on the channel. More importantly, who it is that you're offering that content to. Get very clear on that um, and then kind of start from scratch with that. Now, the next part of this is uploading short content and getting views there, but not getting a response from the longer form content. I have a video on my channel. If you just type in um, into YouTube search, Nick Nimmin shorts versus longs, then you're going to see a video that explains this in detail. But the difference is when you are publishing um, uh, long form content, then in that particular case, if let's say it shows up on somebody's uh, mobile feed, well, somebody has to stop right? Your thumbnail has to grab their attention. They have to stop and then make a conscious choice to click on your video and come in and participate in your content from there. Whereas when it comes to a YouTube short, shorts just happen to people. So somebody can be in a short shelf and they can just swipe up next to see whatever video it is next and bam, right there you are. So because of that, um, what's happening is when you publish your long form videos, people aren't choosing to click on it. And then if they do, you also need to check your audience retention reports to see how people are responding to the content once they do click on it for the long form. Um, you can find that information in your YouTube analytics. You get it for every single video. But for the short content, when it just shows up and it happens to them there, people can just, you know, watch just a, enough of it for it to count as a view. And then from there, they can just swipe into, you know, the next video. So because of that, you know, it's easy for content creators, you know, especially content creators that are just getting started um, to get that activity in YouTube shorts because it removes some of the barriers to entry. It removes the the need or the skill to be able to make a thumbnail that helps people identify the content, something that they are interested in, and then compel them to click on it. It removes the need to have the skill to be able to make a title that will also stop somebody in their tracks and cause them to come into the video, right? Because Again, shorts is just happening to people where they have to pay attention to it and then make the choice to click on it um, when it comes to the long form content. So what you need to do is start working on how you're packaging up your content in terms of like, what am I making videos about? Who is it I'm making these videos for? And get really tuned in on that and then start paying really close attention to your thumbnails and how they can help people identify that your content is something that they might care about and then start you know working on the skill sets of uh, writing better titles as well. Um, and if you work on those things over time and then you also work on you know making better videos so that you can keep people you know enjoying the content and give them a reason to you know want to keep watching then in that particular case you know you'll end up doing a lot better over time awesome you got a super chat super chat uh let's see Speak here speaking english, english with this guy with thanks this for the guy. super chat says um thanks guys i recently hit a hundred thousand hours of watch time and twenty thousand subscribers you both have been a huge help keep grinding high five and fist bump to you i want four hundred thousand hours and twenty thousand subs i want a chain horn oh nice just so, so it's just like dangling here got, wah, wah. yeah that's good or a bell i can just grab the bell and just ring it yeah I, i've like, got I, i've got um at home um in my setup i've got a a, a red it says ring the bell yeah. thing where you can just bang it like that it can just sit on the desk so then you don't have to rig stuff to the ceiling yeah, but that would look so much cooler to have it, it, it would it would yeah it definitely would milestone ring the bell right the neighbors would be like what in the world is going on in there right yeah like air horns and bells going on yeah <laughs> somebody walking by in the hallway right. they hear like 
wah, wah, wah. Right. We'd get through one. Yeah. We'd get through like one stream, and then the following stream would be like, "Congratulations, we're streaming from a new studio." <laughs> right. Yeah. And then the next one is like, right. hey, "We got another studio yeah, again." Yeah. 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 We Every just moved week. to another studio. This is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Amy says uh, that your neighbors probably wonder that anyway. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, they're probably like, what in the world is going on? Over yeah, there? like the walls in here are actually pretty thin. They are. They are. They're, yes. they're, hey, we apologize in advance yeah. if you're listening to this. Yeah, they're, they're, they're surprisingly thin. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's hear. So, uh, so you next got another super up chat. on the. Uh, Congratulations, speaking English with this guy. You got another super chat here. Um, super chat. Six shop. Six shop. Thank you for the super chat. It says, I had a um, click through on a vid go from 13 to 1. Should I change something? Also stuck in a uh, low view hallway trying new things, but unsure why low views. So um, if you, hey, what's going on, Ash? Welcome to the stream, man. So um, when it comes to uh, your click through rate starting at 13 and going down to 1, what typically happens in that situation is when you first publish a video, um, YouTube, just based on how their system works, um, they show your content to the people that are the most likely to enjoy that content and engage with that content content at that moment in time. So because of that, when we publish videos, typically our metrics are higher at the time of publish or, you know, right after we publish the video. And then they start falling off over time as our content starts going out to people that aren't the perfect fit for it, that might be interested in it, but they're not the perfect fit. Um, and then once they come into the video, then in that particular case, since it's not exactly what they're looking for, maybe they don't watch as long, you know, those types of things. So the drop off is, you know, relatively normal. Now, um, the difference could be, um, you know, if, if, it, if you're driven all the way down to 1%, unless you got a lot of views on that video, um, mm -hmm. then in that particular case, it's probably, you know, you, you like, I'm not going to say update your thumbnail. Um, you know, you're going to have to make that call based on, you know, on, on the, you know, what it is that you see on your channel. But, um, but a 1%, if you don't have a lot of views on that video is low. Uh, the average across the platform is between two and 10%. They don't give us impression data for that, but it's between two and 10%. So because of that right now, you're below um, that average with that 1%. So one thing to make sure that you do, if you do decide to change it before you go and make that change, go and look in your traffic sources report for the video and see what your traffic sources report says for home pages, see what your traffic sources report says for suggested videos and for search, because you might have it to where, you know, you're doing okay in one place, but all the other metrics are pulling it down. So before you do make any, you know, changes, if there's not a lot of views on it, um, make sure that you do go look in your traffic sources report and look at your click through rate there, because you get a more accurate impression of what's actually going on if you look in that report. Um, let's right see here. Next question. So next up on our list question here. Eight, uh, 10. So really quick, Chad Garber says, has anyone outside of YouTube actually seen YouTube's algorithm and how they work? I've heard um, it's so complicated, most don't understand it. So YouTube has documentation. Do, YouTube explains how everything works. Why so, don't you simplify? Because it's really easy to simplify the algorithm, generally speaking. If people respond to your content, more people are going to see it. Boom. That's it. That's it. So uh, when, it, when it comes to like the details, though, like they publicly have information yeah. out there that that explains to people how everything works. Yeah. So it's not like it's like, oh, hey, in terms of like the nuances of like, hey, this triggers this and this triggers this and this triggers this and things like that. Some of that is figured out, you know, over time just from people, you know, just testing things. Um, but when it comes to, you know, how the system works, YouTube is very transparent. I mean, as, as transparent as they can be with their, you know, 
uh, proprietary system, um, they're you know pretty transparent about how um, everything uh, is put together. Yeah, so Renee's in here, the YouTube creator. <laughs> Uh, asking he questions miss, about Ahsoka. Yeah. No, I'm actually going to wait for it to build up, but I was just going to yeah. quote Renee. Yeah, we were talking about that today. Yeah, actually. I was just going to quote Renee. I was going to say, I've heard Renee, and I believe Todd say the same thing, is replace the word algorithm with, with audience. audience. Yep. Replace the word algorithm. What does the algorithm want? Replace that word with audience. Yep. What does the audience, audience want? want? Yep. And when you start thinking about audience first instead of algorithm, things fall into place a lot easier. Right. Yeah, so neither of us have watched um, have watched that yet. So uh, uh, we are both kind of reserving ourselves yeah. to where we can at least get a couple of episodes in, um, you know, instead of you know being on the being on the so cliff. Here, I mean, I, I know the story, mm. right? I, I I know the story. I, I saw the animation, but I, I'm sure they're going to have some awesome things in here. I've gone this far, okay. I'm using Twitter right now. Complete. I've put every possible spelling and scenario into my mute list on on X. I'm sorry, it's not Twitter anymore. It's on shame X. on you. I'm that. logged into a different YouTube account, and I'm purposefully looking at all sorts of other content, trying to avoid any. Because if I look at my normal account, it's just Star Wars. Like, just they're always recommending Star Wars stuff to me, so I'm trying to avoid it. I'm trying to avoid all spoilers. Because so much stuff got ruined. So when I tell you that, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw you look at the coffee cup. I was getting ready to duck. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh oh, he's gonna he's gonna chuck something at me over there. So um, let's hear. So next up, oh hey, and really quick, um, another one for you, Chad is um, uh, Renee just posted here. He says that um, we just did a Creator Insider video with um, Todd Sherman, who runs Shorts for YouTube, and he said the same thing. Don't think Shorts algorithm, think audience. Boom. Yeah. So um, uh, the next question that we have here is from um, Aut uh, Autismina's Cleaning Clutter. You got a super chat. Super chat. Lenore. Lenore um, R uh, in R UK says advice for increasing views for a lifestyle channel. Um, so when it comes to increasing views in any capacity, like we were just talking about, you have to think about the people that you're trying to reach with your content. When you are thinking about the people that you're trying to reach with your content and you are doing the best that you can to understand what it is that they might be interested in and the things that are important to them and the things that they think about and all of that in that particular case, then it helps you when it comes to the topics of your videos, because it's like, okay, well, the people I'm trying to reach, they would care about this. When it comes to packaging up your content in terms of your uh, thumbnails and titles, the same exact thing applies to where, you know, all you have to do is when you're putting all that together is think to yourself, okay, what about this thumbnail is going to help them identify that it has something to do with something that they might care about um, and define that thing, right, with every video that you publish and say if somebody were to see this on their homepage, if they're on their phone um, or on a computer or on a TV, if YouTube were to present this on a grid of other videos, what about my thumbnail is going to help the people that I'm trying to reach because I understand who I'm trying to reach with my content? What's going to help those people identify that this video is something that they want to watch or something that they might be interested in? So that they'll either click directly through or so that they'll read the title to try to get more context about what the video is about. And then since that is the next you know step in the in the process, from there, once they see the actual thumbnail because you've grabbed their attention, then you move on to the title and you think to yourself, okay, <clears throat> with this title, when I'm writing this, how is this going to give context to people that I'm trying to reach? Big, you know, important part of this. Um, how's this going to give context to the people that I'm trying to reach that this content, um, you know, is something of interest to them or it's going to help them in some way or it's going to share some new insight on something or something along, the, along those lines? And what about this title is going to compel them to click on it? So, 
if you wanted to, you can skip the compel them to click on it part and just use like an informational title that is just explicit about this is exactly what this video is about. But when you level that up and you try to think of like, okay, is there, is there a way that I can make this a little bit more compelling? So when they see it, instead of them thinking like, oh, another one of these videos to where they look at it and they're like, oh, this, I need to, I need to watch this video or I should watch this video or, oh, I haven't seen something like this yet, just based on the uh, way that you present it. So make sure that when you are going through the process of packaging up your content, that you're defining those things. Why would, why would somebody identify that this is something they care about? What about this thumbnails doing that? And then two, what about this title would either inform them or, and, or, um, compel them to actually click on this. If you can't define those things, keep working on it. Just keep workshopping it and you'll, you know, you'll get it over time. But the whole idea is to just get really clear on the reasoning and be very intentional about everything that you're doing when it comes to the video content itself. And when you're, when you're packaging it up. Um, and then from there, of course, that's just the click level, right? From there, you also have to deliver content that people also respond to at a competitive level for the platform. So the whole idea here is that when you are publishing videos to YouTube, um, there is content that goes out to where when people go into it, they just don't have a good experience. Um, it could be um, you know, because the creator hasn't learned how to make videos yet. They haven't learned how to grab people's attention when the videos first start yet. Um, you know, maybe they're setting an expectation from the outside in their thumbnail and their title that they, that they just can't deliver on in the video, or it takes them too long to deliver on in the video. So because of that, people end up abandoning the video quickly once they're into it. But all of these things you have to get in alignment. And then once you get those things into an alignment, then you're creating a good experience for the people that you're trying to reach to where they can identify that your content is about something they care about. They can understand why it is that they're clicking on it so they can make that conscious choice to do so. And then once they come into the video, they're getting satisfied with the experience that they're having because you're making content that they are enjoying at a level that's competitive for the platform. And what I mean by competitive for the platform is you're competing against all the other videos that YouTube thinks that that particular viewer that you're trying to reach um, is a good candidate for. So because of that, you have to be uh, you know competitive with that other content. Because if not, since YouTube's you know priority is to serve viewers the content that they're most likely to engage with and enjoy, then in that particular case, what ends up happening is if people are entering your content and they're not, you know, giving that positive feedback to YouTube systems, then what's going to happen is other content that is giving that feedback will be prioritized over yours. Um, so because of that, you have to work on that viewer experience side of things. Um, and once you do that and you can create that chain of events, so to speak, and it leads to a satisfactory experience for your viewers, then you'll start getting more views on your content. And then there's other things you can do in terms of, you know, leading people into additional content and things like that. But so for right now, if you're having trouble, you know, getting the ball rolling, um, just focus all of your efforts right now on the uh, on, on that viewer experience. So I know Renee's in here and I know Renee likes to run things up the chain when he gets uh, input. Renee, and we may have talked about this before. If you get the opportunity, please beg everyone you know at YouTube to put some sort of a feature in YouTube to where you can block content based on keywords. Oh, as a viewer. As a viewer. Mm. Right. Not comments. Cut, yeah. Because that's be great. I have had so many things spoiled just because somebody will put a spoiler in a thumbnail. Mm. I'm thinking about the, 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 yeah. the, the, the Disney shows. I've had so many things spoiled really by thumbnails. Yeah. I would love to just be able to say, like, hey, block, block these 
any title that has the, I mean, of course it's not going to be perfect, but if this is in any of the titles, don't show it to me. That would be great because like um, they have not interested, which doesn't work that well, but they, but well they have all. not yeah. interested, but yeah. you are interested in that content. You're right. just not interested in it at this moment in time. Right. So then those keyword blocks would be a way to say like, Hey, right now, yeah. anything that, you know, that, you know, is clear that right. it's this, then just don't show it to me. Right. Uh, that's, so that's great. One of the things you can do with that would help them better understand viewers too, in terms of things they don't want to right. see. Yeah, that's one good. of the cool things that I'm going to call it Twitter. Uh, one of the things that Twitter has, when you mute a word, you can mute it for, uh, you can be like forever, or you can mute it for like seven days mm. or whatever. So I can say like, hey, mute this word forever. Maybe I don't want to ever be recommended political content. Right. Ever. Ever. Like, don't ever show me political content. Or maybe I just don't want to see it this month. But how can they skew your opinions if you, if they're not showing you political content? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, that would be. Uh, look, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, if we have to, like, remember we we're talking about mercenaries earlier. Yeah. Uh, just you know, we got to take somebody at YouTube. No. And and, and and hold their feet to the fire to make them add this feature. <laughs> add it. Add it. Come on. Add it. Add yeah. It. Yeah. So make the call. Up, <laughs> <laughs> next up, we have Foodie Rush. Thank you for the super chat. It says, um, you guys are legends. Um, does more subs mean more concurrent live viewers? It seems to me that sub and live um, viewers don't line up. How do I build more concurrent live viewers on my channel if so? Um, so yeah, it doesn't always line up. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, one thing that uh, that you got to make sure that you're doing if you're wanting to build up concurrent viewers is one, make sure that you're delivering something that's evergreen that people can't like burn out of or, you know, age out of, so to speak. Um, you would need to, you know, make sure that you're doing that. But also, um, you need to let people know that you're going live, let them know when you're going live and do it repeatedly, repeatedly over time. So one thing that um, is extremely helpful for growing live streams in general is saying, Every week, no matter what, almost, um, I'm going to go live at this time or these times, whatever, um, on these days. And then you consistently do that for a period of time. And then what's going to happen is people are going to start realizing, hey, they're going live every time. And based on my lifestyle and what it is that I do, I usually have some downtime at that point in time. And I like, you know, interacting with this channel and this creator. So because of that, I'm going to spend some of that time, you know, hanging out in their live streams. Um, so the, the main thing that you want to do is... One, let people know that you're going live. Um, if you're just getting started with all this, scheduling your streams in advance so that people can know that way as well. So if they're watching your video content, they end up hitting your channel page looking for more information, especially how we're going to be driving people to our channel pages anyway for links and stuff, um, you know, as time passes here. Um, but, you know, having a scheduled stream so that people can go in there and hit the reminder. In addition to that, um, you can also level that up by making sure that you add trailers to your live streams because that's a feature that you have as well where you can go in and you can make a custom trailer you can do it technically for every live stream or you can just have one general trailer that you use so that when YouTube is recommending that live stream around when people come into it instead of them just getting a, an image that doesn't really give context outside of the title um, then you can be sitting there in a video and to be like hey you know we're going live uh, you know this Thursday and we're gonna be you know talking about this or I'm gonna be sharing this or showing you how to do this or you know whatever it is that you're offering um, and then just make it short you know short but informative and then by doing that you are giving people that maybe are not already familiar with your content the opportunity to have more information about why they would uh, want to join your stream as well so stream on a regular basis make sure that you're interacting with people letting people know schedule in advance so that you can give it um, so that you can you know give people time to you know schedule it and get in there you missed the super chat here super from debt free dad live thank you for the super chat as well says live or pre-recorded vod which is better i'm going to say yes 
So when uh, when it comes to live streams, um, if you structure everything correctly, live streams can be just as effective as long form or just as effective as video on demand. So video on demand, the advantage is they're typically like shorter, you know, things like that in a lot of cases, not always. Um, but, you know, when people come into it, they're typically polished and they can create, you know, a great viewer experience for somebody that's never interacted with your content in terms of like getting what it is that they need quickly or what it is that they're expecting quickly. And then, you know, giving, you know, them like a real customized experience right through the video content itself but when it comes to live streams um, it can be a little bit different so this live stream as an example because of what it is that we offer here um, this particular stream is a mess so like for the replay like this is not you know a, a great example of what you should be doing for the replay but this is a great example for what you should be doing for you know interacting with your community and adding value to your space and things like that but when it comes to you know long-term performance of the content if i wanted to only focus on that then these live streams wouldn't be this they would be like training live streams and things like that to where i'm like okay we've got a presentation and we're going through that we're showing you new step by step do this then do that then do this then do that and then make sure you're keeping these things in mind and it would be based around those types of things so that it would perform better um, on the on the long term but right now it's conversational and everything's kind of messy you know d is derailing stuff all the time um, you know things like that so because of it you know like if somebody comes into this content they've never experienced this before they can skip around because we add timestamps and all that but you know they have to kind of look for what it is that they want and they're long so because of that you know if somebody sees this from the outside it's like wow you know this might look interesting but i mean i don't know if i've got three hours to you know spend you know listening to you know d talk about you know mercenaries so because of that i could talk you i know about you mercenaries I know, for six hours i know for i know Days. Sorry, days. days. See what I mean? But but the days. but the <laughs> but the um, but the idea is to format the stream for the replay um, as well, so that when people are like, if you're trying to do it to grow the channel and to grow your community. Um, you can also do multiple streams in order to do this, but do a stream that you actually format for the purpose of being a good replay value stream as well. So you can give people the live experience and then the way that you format it or structure your stream, you do it in a way to where if people do come in on the replay, it's still a really cool experience for them. And the way that you do that is when your stream first starts, just let people know what it is that you are offering, just like you would do in the video content. So, you know, hey, um, you know, welcome to, you know, the video or just say, you know, today this is what we're doing and then right there you're giving people context as they come into the stream versus somebody clicking on your replay and getting a countdown timer for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or two minutes or whatever um, and then them having to like skip around and try to figure out what's going on for new people you know, there, there's a gajillion videos they could watch on YouTube. So those types of experiences typically work out more negative on the replay value. But when you are designing at least some of your streams for the replay, then you're also giving people a taste of what your live stream is like, which can then also encourage people to come in and hang out in your live streams as well. Speaking kind of speak, looks like not mercenaries. Oh, here we go. Hold on. No. Do you remember? And this is a true story. <laughs> Do you remember we were taken off the bus in Venezuela? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget that. We that were scary. we were in the Andes Mountains on a bus in True Venezuela. Story. Yeah. Like in I don't know, 1999, yeah. I think. And we were taken off a bus at gunpoint by this like they were probably narcos or something, by this something. militia. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and they they took all the men off the bus and lined yep. us up like firing squad. Yeah, like they had like machine guns and it. That was yeah. absolutely terrifying. It was yeah. scary. I was like, well, here we go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mercenaries. That's what I think of it. They weren't yeah. mercenaries. They were militia, but still, or still narcos, whatever they were. Narcissist <laughs> hex. It was terrifying. It was scary. Super <laughs> says my channel only has uh, forty seven subs, but um, tons of views. Why? So when it comes to people subscribing to your YouTube channel, um, you know. Um, if people can't clearly see the value that that you're offering and they don't have a clear reason to like want to come back and watch more of the content then that can impact the you know the your ability to convert people into subscribers so channels that have and and i'm just going to give this as an example but like let's say that you have a channel um where or for the channels that do things like fix cars in that particular case if you have you know one video on fixing the brake lines of a honda civic then in that particular case, there's no reason for people that have the Honda Civics to subscribe to the YouTube channel because you only have that one video for them, right? But if you have an entire channel full of maintenance uh, advice for people that have Honda Civics, in that particular case, your channel becomes instantly valuable to anybody that has a Honda Civic that is doing repairs themselves. And then there, you can generate more subscribers because it's clear the value that you're actually offering and the you know what it is that the viewer is gonna get out of it. So that's one thing. Um, the next is that um, you know, you're getting a lot of views on the channel, but you have 47 people, you know, converting your content type, um, could be something that, you know, doesn't convert as high. Um, also with the tons of views that you're getting, um, you know, depending on the experience that people are having in the video content, you know, it just may not, you know, be something to where they're like, Hey, you know, like this is something I want to come back for. Maybe you're helping them solve like an individual problem or something. Um, but you know, if you're like, helping people deal with like narcissistic people those channels can do very well um so because of that it could just be a time you know thing but also just asking people to subscribe somewhere in the content you don't have to make it interruptive you can do it while you're talking about something else to where you just insert it to where you know let's say halfway through the video you're talking about something and then you're like oh hey by the way i put out videos like this every week um so if you're enjoying this so far remember to subscribe and then you get back into the content um that also is effective for getting more people to subscribe to to your content, but it can throw an interruption into the viewer experience if you don't do it the right way. So just be very mindful of how well it flows with the content, you know, as you're putting everything together. So uh, we're asked, are you serious? Yes, that actually, that oh yeah, that happened. That yeah. Hunt, yeah, absolutely that yeah. happened. And uh, yes, it was terrifying. Yeah. What's even more terrifying is that they only let some of us back on the bus. Mm. They, they lined us up, they checked all of our documents, they let some of us back on the bus and some of those poor men stayed behind and I yep. don't even wanna know what happened to them. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, unfortunately that's, uh, that happened. You got another Super Chat. Rhino Man Show, thank you for the Super, super chat. chat. Says, I'm a slot channel creator, my views were bad until I started um, only showing Buffalo slots. Now my views and view duration have gone up over 64%. Wow. I just keep doubling down, YouTube is recommending me more. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah, man. Yeah, like that. that's the thing, right? Is like when you when you hit it, and it's like, oh, okay, this is what people are responding to. The people yeah. that YouTube is showing my content to, this is what they're responding to. And you're like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to keep delivering that. Um, that works like a charm um, when it comes to YouTube. Yeah. So nice work uh, on yeah. that. Congratulations. Tinkerman Happy Mick, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate it, man. Or super sticker. Super sticker. I get to hit it. Appreciate it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Super sticker. Yeah, tapping into what your audience is truly interested in, mm -hmm. that's exciting. It is. And what's more frustrating is when you tap into it, and like a couple months down the road, like people stop responding to it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, come on. I had it. Yep. I had it. Yeah. As people get bored or, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. So we did um, autismus cleaning. Yeah. We are on number. Oh, no. 10. I think I started this one and then you derailed me um, on 
the was it the Venezuela thing? I, I can't remember. Or maybe I saw something in here. No, oh, that we, was the super chat. That's what it was. Okay. So um, uh, um, autism mean is uh, clearing cutter clutter. Um, been on YouTube less than six months. They do uh, the type of channels inspiration about improving your life, uh, mostly autism and ADHD focused. And the goal of the channel is to hopefully inspire people and help them create a better, happier life. The question is, um, I often read the average retention rate is 50 to 60%, but I now saw a short on how it's actually more around 30 to 40. Um, can I ask what your take is? So in terms of averages, I'm not sure because the most important thing is how people are responding to your content, right? So what you can do with each individual video is you can actually go and you can see how your videos are comparing to other videos of similar length on YouTube. That's what you should be looking at because you might find for, you know, your content and all of that, you might find that, you know, the, you're most competitive when you're at 60% and you're less competitive, you know, when you're at, you know, 30%, of course, that's all dependent on your video length and all of that. You also also have the factors of video length. So, you know, if you are putting out, you know, a 10 minute video and, you know, you have, you know, 30 to 40% or 50 to 60% of that compared to a 20 minute video, then, you know, those are two wildly different, you know, experiences. So if, um, D, if you want to, if you want to talk for just a second, I'm actually going to share yeah, uh, some information here. Yeah. Well, I he's looking it up. Let me tell you about this. The, the, the video on my channel that has the most view, it's got 2 million views and counting. It has the worst audience retention on the entire channel. So it depends on what type of content that you're making. If you're making utility and how type, many people have interacted and with how it. many people have interacted with it. So on, on my channel, what happens a lot uh, is I'm it. teaching somebody how to do something and people are looking for that information. And once they figure out enough of that information, they, oh, I got it. They leave. So I've got 2 million views the, the videos made, you know, several thousands of dollars in terms of ad revenue, but the audience retention is absolute. I, I mean, it's like, it's like 20% or something ridiculous. It's just this huge, it like goes and then just a cliff. They got what they wanted and then they left. So this chart right here, I can't zoom in and it's all white. So this chart right here. Oh, hold on. It's, it's all, it's hold blown on. out. It's too bright. It's too oh, bright. Okay. You got to turn your brightness down. Okay. Give me one second. Yeah. Nick doesn't so, understand how to, uh, so stuff. you got to turn the brightness way yeah down. see if that works yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay it's so not this, in focus though oh uh, yeah it is okay it's, so it's, i'll just tell you what it is <laughs> so so this chart right here and and for those of you by the way that are going to vid I, summit i think i can do it this is one of the advantages um of going to vid summit is you get information like this i think i can do so, it oh, sorry. I, this was um, out of focus here so basically um this was shared by um todd who is the uh lead of product for youtube homepages and recommendations um, at VidSummit. And the information that he shared, um, this is all based on video length, the top 10% of videos on YouTube, and then the median. So basically, if you have a three minute video, then in that particular case, the top 10% of videos on YouTube have an 82% audience retention on a three minute video. Median is 62. Um, when it comes to a six minute video, and this is from YouTube, this isn't from, you know, like, hey, this person found this, this person found this, this is coming from YouTube. Um, a six minute video has 71% audience, uh, a six minute video, the top 10% of videos on YouTube that are six minutes long have 71% audience retention. The median for that is, is 50%. Um, 10 minutes. The top 10% of videos on YouTube have 61% audience retention. You guys can write all this down. By the way, if you are not using TubeSpanner, um, this is a great moment to where you can take notes with TubeSpanner. Um, it's a browser extension, tons of helpful tools in there for YouTube content creators, script writers, things like that. But it also has a notepad um, in there for information like this so that you can jump in there and capture this stuff when you need it. But um, uh, 
the 10 minutes, yeah, the top 10% is 61%. The median is 44% for 10-minute uh, videos. 15-minute videos, the top 10% of videos on YouTube in terms of performance um, for 15-minute videos has 54% retention, um, the top 10% of videos. And then the median for those is 37%. And then for a 30-minute video, for those of you that are doing that, um, the top 10% of videos on YouTube have still have a 49% audience retention on um, 30 minutes. And then the median is 31%, okay? So that's scaled out across YouTube, um, you know, taking all of the data that they have on the platform and comparing the top 10% of videos on the platform against, you know, the, the median average of, of videos on, on the platform. Got so hopefully that helps. Got some super chats here. Super chat. Narcissistic Hex, thank you so much for the super chat. Yep, thank you for the super chat. And appreciate you've got it. another one here from Maureen Ryan Blake. Super chat. So tips for repurposing content into a new, uh, hold on, let me pull this up in. Into a new podcast playlist. Into a new podcast playlist. So um, if you are making a podcast, then in that particular case, you know, have it, you know, have one playlist as the podcast itself. Um, and then that's going to give you the opportunity to go over into YouTube music, which I'm sure is probably why you're asking this question. When it comes to repurposing just in general, like let's say you have an hour long podcast that you do in that particular case you can create um, either like a clips channel for that podcast or you can also put it on the same channel but the reason that I you know recommend um, in that particular case having a secondary channel for the clips is so that you can have an, a viewership of long-form um, enthusiasts I'll call them or long-form viewers um, for the long-form content and then you can have a clips channel to where it's a lower barrier to entry and with both of those channels they can be going out to like different types of viewers that are still in alignment with that you know that those people that you're trying to reach um so you know another thing that you can do is you can do clips and with that you know you could technically turn those into podcasts as well but i would only do the longer form content um, as podcasts so then it's legitimately like a podcast and people will experience it like a podcast because the first rule of this stuff is making sure that you're thinking of the viewers first and thinking of their experience and not just trying to like game everything so because of that um i would definitely you know put the long form um and market in the playlist as a podcast and then repurpose some of that um, as clips um, on another channel or you can put it on your main channel or just use shorts you know for the repurposing but the whole idea for either the clips or the shorts approach is that that type of uh, you know content is going to get in front of people that may not be familiar enough with you yet to want to commit to like an hour-long podcast right so it just gives you that opportunity to reach additional people technically without question you can put it all on one channel but the whole idea is just to to, you know have the two so that one you can feed each other back and forth so that people can be getting recommended clips and shorts on this channel while getting recommended long form and shorts over here on on the main channel um, so I would definitely you know just consider that um, in terms of you know things that you know you uh, might want to consider experimenting with so Chantel says um, we need Travis to make a derailed audio stinger well, you've got it it's funny you said that Travis actually made this mm -hmm. you haven't heard derailed. that one in a long time he made that. Derailed. I, I don't get. You haven't heard it. Here we go. Yeah, Ready? Yep. Oh yeah. Derailed. Yep. Yeah, I need that button. Yes. Yeah, I need. It doesn't that make over sense here. to me for me to have the button. Right. Right. You need to yeah, have I the button. button. We need that because road. Listen, if you're if you're listening, remote I, pads. Yeah, I know you're making all the like so you know good. all these new roadcasters and they all the little mini Bluetooth, things. They have the Bluetooth tech in the new one. They should they should include all that. You, that would all be awesome. you need is like an a, a, like a remote audio pad, mm -hmm. kind of like a stream deck. Yep. 
or we could just use a stream deck. Yeah, we could just use. But then, you, but then you still have to like wire, you know, wire everything around all that stuff. If it was directly connected to the roadcaster with Bluetooth, then you could just hit it, right? Just a just an individual pad. Plus, people could use it as an extension for the pads as well, to where they could connect it directly to the machine. Or like wins all the way around. We could just use the app on your phone and connect Bluetooth, and it would work that way. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it would. We need a donkey sound effect. Is what we actually yeah. need. Yeah. Hee haw, hee haw. Yeah, right. We just right. kind of worked that out live. We yeah. got it. Road. Yep. Forget, forget. Yeah, never I said mind. That. Yeah, disregard. But it yeah. would be cool we to have, have the pads though, because then you know you don't have to worry about phone batteries, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and the and the disconnectivity. We have the technology. So my channel, Narcissex, is about helping people um, suffering through uh, narcissist abuse. Um, I know there's massive channels doing that, um, like HGTutor, et cetera. Yeah, so when you see other people um, that are doing it and they are getting good results out of it, it shows you that the potential is there. Um, you just have to you know, figure out how to deliver that value in a way that people respond to um, in a similar way to you know, get you on that path. So what you want to do in that scenario um, is you want to go and study those channels and take notes on everything they're doing. Take notes on the videos that they're putting out that people don't respond to the videos that they're putting out that people do respond to um, at a higher level in terms of like views, comments, and engagement in general in terms of likes and anything that you can see from the outside. Um, in addition to that, looking at how they start their videos, um, how you know far they get into the video before they start changing things up, um, start looking at if they're using music or not, start looking at what type of music they're using, if they're using music, um, start looking at how they're finishing their videos, how they're leading people into additional content, those sorts of things. How often are they publishing? Like you want to just study the heck out of those channels because if they're already doing well people are already responding to that content in that space so they're a great model for what is working for the people that you're trying to reach so make sure that you spend an extensive amount of time um, you know educating yourself based on the response that the other thriving channels in the space are getting another super chat Super chat. Autism Mina's uh, clearing color clutter says uh, this really puts it in perspective. Thanks. My pleasure. My pleasure. So uh, let's see so here. I, so I next up. Uh, oh, tackle something here. So Chad Garber's talking about, he was talking about the, the algorithm earlier. One of the things yeah. that he said, let me go back here. Um, he says his whole point about the algorithm um, is that they're not good at their jobs. This live stream is 100% focused on audience, yet even on Nick's stream, it only gets 200-ish live viewers. And my right. response to that was, one, not everybody likes live streams. Right. Number two, time zones. I right. think in like in the U.S. and Canada, it's really early right now for yeah. a lot of people. You know, if we were to put this live stream at a better time to where more people, you know, could maybe in the evening, mm -hmm. you know, maybe in the right. evening where the majority of our audience is, you're definitely going to get more people to come in. There's also another elephant in the room as well, which is that, you know, the amount of subscribers that I have does not translate to the amount of active viewers that I have either. Yes, yes, right. Yes. So, um, so just like any, you know, other channel, um, you know, the people that subscribed, you know, uh, you know, nine years ago, uh, you know, those people, yeah. you know, a lot of them um, either aren't doing YouTube anymore, they don't care about this type of content anymore, or they've gotten successful. And because of that, you know, they have their own data to work with, they have their own ideas, they have their own experience that they can lean on yeah. um, to where they're not still trying to like figure out how to get the ball rolling right so because of that like my type of content is extremely transient in terms of the audience because even though people will come and they'll keep you know coming back even established channels they'll still you know pop in from time to time and some of them will still come and hang out um, you know a lot of people once they get kind of educated up on what it is that they need to do and they start applying it and then it starts working out for them then there comes a point to where they're like okay well you know if I hang out in this live stream I know most of what it is that he's talking about so because of that they're just not getting the 
same type of value as people that are still trying to figure it out unless they come for unless they come back for the entertainment right um then in that particular case it's a little bit different ladies and gentlemen roberto blake is in the house roberto blake in the house what's up dude hope you are doing uh fantastic roberto we are not doing ahsoka spoilers so keep that stuff to yourself yep. right right so uh if you're doing well man <laughs> if you're doing awesome so we got up. a couple other super chats here um, from the narcissistic hex super chats. thank you much and durf mm -hmm. drops a super chat and super says chat. are you still dealing tingles that's you D. on the side that's you yeah so yeah so what most people don't know is i actually so when i decided i was going to cut YouTube, his teeth on asmr channel yeah, when I, when I decided to do YouTube, I said, I'm going to put together a test channel and figure out how YouTube works. Because I didn't, he was doing well at the time. I think you have like 150,000 subscribers or something mm -hmm. ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to come on here and just embarrass the kid. Mm -hmm. uh, so I figured out how the to kid, do it. The kid, I like that. I like the sound of that. Yeah. 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 Don't get cocky. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, Old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So I had a, a test channel and I was like, what can I do? So I did an ASMR channel. I grew it to like 500 subscribers. Mm hmm. Um, had, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 videos. I don't know how yeah. many got on there and had fun with it. Figured you, how, how do you do YouTube? Mm -hmm. And then I stopped doing that and came over and, and started my main channel. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I don't even know if I have access to that. I think I still have access to it, mm. probably. But that's uh, interesting. Thank you so much. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Tish says, um, I've been watching for a long time. Love you both. Yep, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. But, Tish. you know, even in your case, though, you know, you'll pop in for periods of time, then you'll go back out, then you'll pop in for periods of time, you know, things like that. And, and you know, if you scale that out to, you know, because I just crossed, uh, like, I've got eight, almost 900,000 subscribers on the channel, but I've got over 50 million views on the channel. So if you scale that out to, you know, 50 million people um, or the nine, almost 900,000, you know, subscribers, there's a lot of people that pop in and out, and then a lot of people that have, you know, just kind of faded over time. But I appreciate your continued, uh, you know, showing up and enjoying the content. Have we ever tried to stream at a different time? Uh, all... We do it when we're in the States. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll we did it back. at Mom's or yeah, something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I was just kind of like, well, yeah, let's but stream not, at a different time. Not consistently, time. though, because it just doesn't fit into, random... our, into our lifestyle. Like, yeah. Technically, we could be like, hey, let's wake up. I mean, the first hurdle is like you or I, neither one, are going to wake up first at like hurdle. 7 a.m. Yeah. In, order to, uh, in order to do that, yeah. right? Like, you know, like in some I, cases, we're going to bed. Right, you know, um, my 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 day generally starts at the crack of noon. Yeah, <laughs> so right. right right now it's it's nine thirty p.m. for us. Right, and you know, depending on where and you're we at, we push it. We we push it. You know, yeah. we we go later just for the sake of giving more people in um you know time zones to uh, go through. Yeah. But another thing, um, like in Chad's case, uh, you know, that he mentioned, um, is that you know one thing that you're looking at is like the concurrent viewers on the stream. But if you look at the stream once it's complete, yeah. Like, there's a decent amount of people that come through these streams while we're live. So it's not always about concurrent because people, you know, pop in and out. And there's other things, too. Like, if you're on here, like, topically, that can change audience, too. Yeah, Like, absolutely. if we're on here and we're like, hey, we're doing channel reviews all day, yeah. you're going to see an enormous... Then a huge increase in, in yeah. viewership, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, here. so next up on our list, um, we've got... I think we got through all the Super Chats, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, next up, hey, Roberto, you're getting love here from um, Earth to the Other Side. Says, uh, blessings, Roberto. Nice to see you here. Blessings. Every, every, everybody loves Roberto Blake. Blessings. Blessings, Roberto. Nice to see you here. Yeah, yep. Roberto is omnipresent. He is. 
Doesn't matter where you're at, Roberto was there. Yep. Hey, Roberto, man, I got to send you this clip that I made. So um, uh, I'm going like way deep down the AI video rabbit hole. And uh, I made this video of me holding your book and I'm like pointing to it um, and I'm pointing to the book. It completely scrambles like the actual cover itself. Um, but it's just like a cool shot of uh, holding your uh, of holding your book up. But I, I, I have to send that to you. Uh, Sometime I keep meaning to. I just keep forgetting. Um, but you, you'll enjoy it. It's pretty cool. But um, anyway, um, next question that we have here is from uh, Courageous Painting. Courageous Painting says they upload when they have time. Uh, the type of channel is acrylic painting channel. The goal of the channel, it says, I want to teach people how to paint using cheap art supplies so they can experiment without fear of wasting money. What number are you on? I am on number 12? 11. Okay. And the uh, question is, what's the best way to offer my digital products? Should I show how to use them, make a video about them, or not mention them at all? Um, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to make a sale. I just want to offer this product to help my viewers. So um, there's a few different things you can do. Um, the very first would be to um, uh, have dedicated live streams, right, to where you you know use it or you show them you know you using the thing or whatever. Um, another thing is to sponsor your own videos, to where you know you can say, oh hey, by the way, you know um, this is your first time here. I have this you know thing you know. Available. Instead of having sponsors, you know, I've made my own thing, um, you know, for the community and I've got this, you know, thing available that um, you can check out, you know, um, down in the description below. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. And then you continue on with the content. Um, you can do that. Um, another thing um, as well. Um, that you can do is you made the option here about, you know, uh, making a video about it. If it is something that would, you know, help the, you know, people that you are, you know, teaching through your acrylic painting uh, channel, if it would help them in some way, and if you'd be able to package it all in a way that would make sense to them, then in that particular case, you know, making a video about it's also something else that you can definitely do um, as well. Um, let's Next. see here. Also, just really quick, um, also make sure that it's in all of your video descriptions that you, you know, put a link to it and you put a little blurb. And if you're trying to bring the most attention to that over everything else that you're doing in your descriptions, make sure you have it higher up in your video description as well. So then that way, as people hit your video description, that they're, you know, going to be exposed to it as one of the first things that they see um, once they hit the see more or depending on how much information that you're putting at the top of your description, um, you know, you can put that uh, link up there um, as well. Super and tracks. we have channel links now um, on our channel so you can add up to 14 different links on your YouTube channel page so uh, another thing that you can do there is you can also uh, make sure that you include a link there so that people can go find it there for people that are just looking into your content or they're looking into what you offer uh, once they are exposed to your content and then of course um, if it's something really interesting to where you think that you might be able to make an interesting YouTube short out of it then in that particular case you know making shorts occasionally about it is also something um, that you can do uh, as well got a super chat I prematurely hit that button oh uh, hey it's, it's right. on the screen right now it's simplistic right. currency tips simplistic currency tip says I'm experimenting with an AI driven faceless channel this one um, how do I kick it off and get more views and subs after one week I only have three subs and I can't break through 30 views so this is all going to come down to the viewer experience so a big problem that people have with faceless channels is um, and I'm not saying that this is your case but one big problem I'm actually gonna see if I can find you in chat here over here and then just go look and see what it is that you're doing real quick um, yeah one problem that people are, are having is they're basically watching some of the faceless channel um, channels on YouTube and they are um, you know 
putting content together, but they haven't really figured out how to make like high response content yet. And because of that, you know, it can be difficult, you know, for them getting going. But in your particular case, um, one huge problem that I see right out of the gate is on your long form content. I can't speak for your shorts, but on your long form content, um, your thumbnails, like basically both of these are about finances and neither of them have anything related um, that's obvious at a glance. Well, I don't know. I guess the piggy bank would be kind of obvious, but based on the color of this piggy bank and the thumbnail, um, the the girl actually stands out here more and the environment and the color of the piggy bank is, is like the least eye catching thing in the thumbnail itself. So I would adjust your thumbnails to focus more on um, imagery that's related to finance instead of focusing more on the people with this finance being a secondary or even further down the road um, focus. Well, something you just said, at a glance, you didn't notice that. Right, right. right. Your, your, your initial impression right. was... If this uh, showed up on a homepage and I was into financial content, I mean, which I do watch some financial content, I would just gloss right over that. Yeah. And another thing is most people are looking at their phone and they're just scrolling. Right. They're just scrolling. So if your thumbnails are not catching people's attention, they're going to they're gonna scroll right past them. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that whatever you have on there, whatever message you're trying to convey with the imagery of your thumbnail, it needs to be clear and concise or something that's just going to pique your curiosity. Whatever it is, you want to stop them from scrolling. Yep. Whoa, what is that? Click. And, and, and the biggest elephant in the room, you've got five videos on your channel. Yeah. Three of them are long form. The other two are short. So because of that, like, you know, settle in for the long haul. Like YouTube is not a fast thing. Um, in yeah. most cases, YouTube, you know, will take people a considerable amount of yeah. time to get the ball rolling, um, which is going to require a bunch of upfront effort on your part. Like a lot of those channels will be like, oh, hey, just start, you know, just look at the social blade. This channel is making, you know, $10,000 a month. You're talking uh, about the ones who are like, here's an easy way to make money on YouTube. Right. And you'll see them on Grab TikTok yeah, and on yeah, YouTube shorts and stuff. Yep. And it, yeah. Where it's like, hey, here's a thing. And they'll look at social blade and they'll they'll quote the prices or the the social blade general, is never right with the with the revenue right one is never <laughs> yeah, right with that yeah. but two they're 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 showing you the revenue of a channel that spent a decade growing their their channel to like five million subscribers and then people are looking at that and they're like oh sweet i'm gonna do that but they're not understanding and i'm not saying that this is you but if it is you know this is stuff that you got to consider um they're not considering the fact that that channel that is thriving right now that it took them tons and tons and tons of videos in order to you know reach you know the the achievements that they have so because of that you got five videos be patient like YouTube is not, you know, like an overnight thing. Um, you're going to have to learn how to make, you know, content. Like, you know, the thing that I mentioned in your thumbnails right out of the gate um, is something that was glaring to me in terms of how it's not clear what it is that you're offering. So you're going to have to learn those types of, uh, you know, concepts um, before you can even start to expect any type of, you know, um, higher level response from what it is that you're putting out. Those shorts and YouTube channels and TikToks that are teaching people that, like, here's a fast way to grow on YouTube. Use these AI things and just do this and just mass do this. Or go, just go to the Creative right. Commons and just take this. And, right. Go to Google Images that, and steal everything there. Yeah. Dude, just, they yeah. are doing such a disservice. Like, yes, maybe the first handful of people who did that, it yeah. worked. Or there's but, some, yeah, you can, you can still do that stuff and it can still but it, work. But, man, but, it's still but there's a lot, a lot work, man. It's, yeah, it's still a lot of work, and yeah. there's still a lot of things that you have to be able to do and that you have to understand as you are, you know, getting into that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's really easy to make $5,000 a month on right. YouTube. Right. Go here. Download this. Right. Use this AI to do this. Right. Put up your channel. Boom. Profit. Right. right. No, yes. it, it, it doesn't, doesn't work, work that way. It doesn't work that way. Super Chat.
Super Chat. DIY Audio Guy uh-huh. um, is a channel that makes... I'm pressing the buttons here. Okay, 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 okay. Press it, press it, press it. <laughs> I'm pressing the buttons. <laughs> so we're both in the StreamYard uh, admin. Yeah. And both of us have access to the actual chat. So with StreamYard, if you don't use StreamYard, you tap on the chat and it shows up on screen. Mm-hmm. So I tap it and he was tapping it at the same time and undid it. Yep. Look, if you're going to push the buttons here, I'll leave. Right, 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 right. I'm the one with the computer, the roadcaster, camera switcher. I'm just so used we, to it. Let's right? let's figure this out. So DIY Audio Guy, I just clicked the button again. Oh, come uh, on. <laughs> DIY Audio Guy this is a is channel that makes videos similar to mine recently blew up. 400,000 subs in less than a month. Um, I think he's buying subscribers. Is there any way to know for sure if a channel is doing this? So this isn't going to be what you want to hear, um, but when it comes to what other channels are doing, um, you know, like it doesn't even matter. So yes, if somebody is having um, sudden success, you can, if you're paying attention, which you are, um, you can think of like, hey, is there content that I could make if they have a video that's blowing up? Is there content that um, that is thriving on their channel right now that um, that I might be able to, you know, make something that is in contrast to that or something that complements it or something that answers the questions of some of the, you know, things that people are saying in the comments for that video and so on to try to get attached to that video in some way. Um, however, um, things like this in terms of, you know, uh, a channel, you know, blowing up, um, if you were to go look to see if they were doing something shady, um, you can hit Social Blade for that so that you can see like what the spikes are. And then you can try to go to the channel itself and look for any uh, corresponding uh, response in the actual videos. So like if you notice like, hey, in the past month, they have like one video that's gotten like millions and millions of views on it. And that's fed other videos that have gotten millions and millions of views on them. Um, and that's why they got, you know, the spike. Then in that particular case, it's like, yeah, it's probably legit. But if they're not getting many views on their videos and then out of nowhere, they get 400,000 subscribers um, and they still don't get many views on their videos, they don't get hardly any comments at all, things like that. Then in that particular case, you know, um, it is possible that maybe something shady is going on. But at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Like um, uh, the, the thing that matters is paying attention to any videos that they make that blow up. But in terms of the the people that are subscribing to their YouTube channel, um, I would say that is like a pretty low um, importance thing. But I would definitely pay attention to any videos that are thriving because that might be something that you can actually stem off of and create content around um, versus, you know, people suddenly just, you know, responding to them. But all kinds of different things can happen. So, yes, somebody can buy, you know, stuff. But you can also, you know, um, uh, some people will do like press releases around their channels and they'll get, you know, in like news publications and things like that. And because of that, you know, it'll get influxes of, of subscribers to their YouTube channel. Um, people can go on TV um, and they can get influxes, you know, from that. So let's say since you're doing DIY audio, if somebody else is doing DIY audio, let's say like their local news covered them for whatever reason, then in that particular case, let's say they were doing the DIY audio. Let's say they went to somebody's house and helped them install something. They happen to work in some news network. They're like, hey, this is great. Let's get you on the our morning show or whatever. That can drive people in. Um, videos can be embedded in websites that are high traffic and that can drive in a lot of viewership um, people can share them in their community feeds uh, that can also bring a lot of viewership if it's coming from a uh, you know a high volume channel um, you know all, all kinds of different things can happen there but the best thing to do is just look at the performance of the videos themselves and look at the comments um, of those videos and then I'll tell you how many people are actually you know engaging in what it is that they're doing um, but the reason you want to look at the videos themselves is because that just gives you good insights on content that they are making that people are responding to, which then might in turn, you know, um, inspire, you know, some content for you to make as well. 
but I, I, I know like in situations like that, it's like, whoa, this channel's just like, you know, seemingly taking off out of nowhere. You know, other things happen too, like, uh, uh, like, let's say that that channel's just been grinding for a while, right? And then they make one video that does substantially better than all of the other content that they've published um, on the channel. And by substantially better, I mean, like, let's say it gets, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands or millions if they got a 400,000 subscriber jump um, or millions of views. What can happen is YouTube identifies all of these millions of people responded well to this video let's test a bunch of content you know from uh from the archive of this channel against those people as well and if they're responding to it then it just creates that snowball effect that you you know hear everybody talking about on youtube where they had that originating video that ended up taking off and then that caused a trickle down effect into all of the other content um, that that youtube is serving because now youtube knows that these people are responding well to this and since they're responding well to this then youtube uh you know showing them the additional content and then if people are also responding well to that then you know they keep showing you know similar viewers this same content and all that and it just balloons the uh balloons the channel um, let's see here. Uh, Jerry Pop Andrews says, I'm three weeks away from my five-year anniversary posting consistently to YouTube. It's definitely a long game. Without question, it is. You know, like, you know, like for those of you that are familiar with Mr. Beast, you know, um, like, you know, one of the things for him is people look at him and they're like, you know, well, hey, you know, Mr. Beast, you know, he's, you know, like, you know, one of the fastest growing channels on YouTube. And it's like, people don't realize uh, that, you know, he was on YouTube for a decade before he, you know, started really, you know, starting to pick up steam. So, you know, when it comes to this stuff, you know, in some cases, like, uh, you know, like it can take some time. Um, and in other cases, you know, people will hit the ground running and they'll start doing awesome right out of the gate. So, you know, it can go in all directions. So um, Perman Pro uh, Productions, uh, Corey Perman says, um, I have a channel that is all parodies and comedy. I just released my first short, um, my short, short fill, which is serious. I want to re-release it on a new channel just for my short films. Uh, will I get in trouble? So if you are releasing the same video on both channels, um, you can run into problems with like duplicate content. Um, however, if you're altering that content in some way and then you're uploading it to that other channel, then you're fine. Or if you're putting it into a different format, um, then you can also be okay. Um, so the very first thing that I would be thinking about is like, is there a way that I can modify this if I'm going to be updating or if I'm going to be you know publishing it over there or something else? Um, or or is there a way that I can make this more appropriate for another format? Like, for example, just sharing like snippets of it um, in like YouTube shorts um, as an example. Um, let's see here. Oh, okay, so um, so we got some more ads uh, coming in. So so I'm actually just going to go in here to my YouTube backend, and uh, and I'm going to turn that off first off all you guys should have premium like then you don't even have to worry about it but i know some people are like anti premium um so i'm gonna see if i can actually turn this off here uh right here during the stream i don't think i can but i'm gonna i'm gonna see just if it's you know if it's starting to get annoying to people because i don't want you to have that experience andrew can in the house what's up my dude hope you are doing fantastic nice to uh nice to see you in here Okay, so yeah, it doesn't look like I can do that now. So, uh, so I'll just have to keep that in mind for the next stream. Um, so let's see here. So next up, we've got, let's see here, just looking down the uh, 
thing here. See, Roberto says, I'm going to make a how to make 10,000 a month on YouTube video. Nice. Love it. Love it. Everybody subscribe to Roberto Blake so you can see that video. It's going to be jam-packed full of awesomeness. I guarantee it. Um, so you're hard to break the habit when you're used to pressing the buttons. It is. Absolutely is. <laughs> so Brian says, um, Nick and D, uh, when the in inevitable movie of the week uh, growing up Nimmin, oh, when's the inevitable, inevitable movie of the week growing up Nimmin comes out, um, who do you see playing the youthful version of each other? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a really good question, and I'm so bad with names. Um, yeah, Dee's amazing with names uh, when it comes to, like, movies and comics and, like, all this other stuff. He can remember all these obscure names. For me personally, I'm so bad with names that I, I have – that I struggle to remember, like, you know, celebrities and, you know, things like that uh, as well. So we'll, we'll wait for Dee to come in uh, to, to answer that one. I'm sure he's got some people in mind already. <laughs> So uh, let's see here. So as we keep on uh, trucking here, I'm going to jump back into the form. And the next question is from Traveling with Brian. Traveling with Brian uploads when he has time. He does travel and food content. The goal of the channel is to have fun, grow a community, earn money, and make the Nimmons proud. And the uh, question is, I'm editing a video about last year's Vid Summit that I attended, thanks to Daryl Eves getting me a ticket. Do I need to identify the video as sponsored when I upload? Um, hope to meet you guys um, at Vid Summit 2023. So um, when you're uploading that video, um, if it was me, I wouldn't, but I don't know exactly how you're framing the video. If it was me, I would be framing it more as like, uh, you know, like, hey, this is a vlog of my experience. And in that particular case, it's not like you weren't giving that ticket in exchange for making that content. So therefore, it's not a sponsored piece of content. Um, however, you were giving that out of winning a contest of some kind. And because of that, you know, it inspired you to make the vlog. So, you know, technically, it's not, you know, it's not sponsored content. And, and what he's talking about, by the way, um, just a heads up to everybody is VidSummit. Um, VidSummit is a conference for content creators. I actually have a link to it down in the description, or, if, or you can just go to VidSummit.com. Um, but it's ha happening October 3rd through the 5th in Dallas, Texas. It is the conference for content creators. So if you're somebody that's taking this stuff seriously, um, I really encourage you to check out um, VidSummit so that you can um, just level up and you can network with other content creators. You can learn more of the business side of, you know, being a content creator and you can learn how to, you know, really get the most out of the opportunity that we have here um, on YouTube. Uh, so you can check that information out at um, VidSummit.com so you can see, uh, you know, more information about that and then make the call. But it's going to be in Dallas, Texas, October 3rd through the 5th. Um, so make sure that you uh, check that uh, out. So what was and question? we're actually going to give away some tickets later, too, by the way. Giving away VidSummit tickets today. Yep. In-person tickets. Yep. We gave away two last yep. week. Mm -hmm. We're Excited. giving away two more this time. So, uh, what well, was a question about something about movies? Really quick, yep. Uh, one second says, um, could building uh, from Foodie Rush, thank you for the super chats. Could, could building my subs and active viewers through shorts only lead to more live viewers when I'm live? Would that be a viable strategy? So, um, you can try it. Um, so, here's what happens is when you start interacting with a channel and their long form content, you'll start seeing shorts. Um, and same thing with, sh with the shorts. If you start interacting with the um, shorts only, then YouTube will test some of the long form content against you as well. So it's definitely a bridge that they're building, and it's definitely something that's working. And YouTube also is slowly rolling out already, which it's not going to be fully rolled out until the end of September, but they're already starting to roll out the content links to where people can drop links from their shorts to drive people into um, live streams. Um, you can also drive people into you know video content and things like that if you're one of the channels that has the feature you know enabled as they're slowly rolling this out. Um, but the like, yes, you could technically do that, but I wouldn't 
expect a lot from it because the scale that that's going to happen at probably isn't going to be huge. Um, so I wouldn't expect a lot from that. Um, but if you are doing shorts anyway, then in that particular case, making sure that you do have a scheduled live stream, you know, as you're publishing um, your shorts, have your live streams just scheduled, you know, a little bit in advance in terms of like maybe a day or two so that you can make sure that, um, you know, the people that are watching your shorts and that are interested in what it is that you're doing, if they hit your channel page, then they can see the live stream posted there. Or so that as they're interacting with your shorts, when they hit you know their mobile feed again, or when they hit the YouTube homepage, that YouTube might show your scheduled live stream to them there. So just make sure that you're scheduling it um, with enough time as you're posting shorts for those people to be able to know um, that it that it's even going down. So the question D, yeah, um, and we have um, I, we've got one more um, super chat I believe as well. Um, okay. So we'll answer that one here in just a second. Okay, what's but um, the uh, and that's from the Blue Lounge. So we're gonna answer yours here right after um, right after this. But the uh, uh, Brian was saying uh, if there was a movie growing up, Nimmin. If there were a movie growing up, okay. what younger versions of ourselves? Who would we play? Who would we have play the younger version of ourselves? Well, since we're doing a hypothetical, yep. then we have to say that the actors themselves would also be younger. Yes. Okay. Well, they yeah, because it would be the younger versions of ourselves. Right. Yeah. But I'm just I'm just going to pick an actor and oh, okay. just say they would be younger. Oh, okay. Or maybe yes. see, maybe they would age them in the movie. <laughs> okay. Or or I mean they they could just be young now though. Yeah, but I wouldn't do. I, I, I would want. Well, I mean, we don't have a movie grown-up Nimmons either. It's that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a hypothetical. Yeah. So if we're going into that Wonderland, that, then that's that's what I'm going to say. I'm gonna okay. Pick, I'm going right. to pick an okay. older go for it. older okay. actors. All right, go. Uh, who would you pick? I don't know. Like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like whoever's the most handsome, Tom Cruise, maybe Brad Pitt. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that maybe. I, but shave I, their head. I would pick. <laughs> I would pick. Um, uh, just trying to you know trying to at least represent myself well, right? I would pick Jack Black. Oh, okay, nice, nice for me. No, for me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I would All pick right, Jack Black for me. That works. Okay, yeah. why Jack Black? He just, I don't know. I like Jack Black. No. Okay. It would either be Jack Black or Will Ferrell. Okay. All right. Okay, so you got the comedy side going over yeah, there. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it. So I'm going for handsome. You're going for funny. That's yeah. a good combo. That works. But, yeah, but I mean, those guys yeah, play it all, though. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. I, for you? I don't think Jack Black plays handsome, though. I don't think he's ever played no, handsome. I think Will Smith has, though. The other guys, I'd probably go with the other guys, Will Smith is super handsome. Right, like all the women and in the, in the other guys are like, oh, hey, hey, handsome, right? Or, or um, Wesley Snipes. Okay, okay, that's good. Just <laughs> to right. mix it up. Just to mix it up, right? Yeah, um, okay. For you, would probably do like Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber era. Okay, okay, that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Who's the other guy in Dumb and Dumber? Uh, uh, Lloyd. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember his yeah, the Lloyd, actor's Lloyd, name. I don't know. I, mean, yeah, I think I might be more I... him than I would be uh, Jim Carrey. Lloyd. I don't I know. Think. Yeah. I don't know. Jim, That's tough. I don't know. Jim Carrey with a bowl cut. If yeah. he if he were a, if he was yeah. a kid. Our birds' heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I can get behind uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Jeff. There it is. Yeah. No. Ooh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The dude. Jeff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I, yeah. I'll the be dude. the dude. That Jeff works. Bridges. Yeah. Have like a younger version of the dude. Jeff that's Daniels. Fitting. That's what it was. Jeff Daniels. Or Jeff. Thank oh, you. Okay, Jeff okay, Daniels. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Wesley Snipes nailed it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's hear. So the next. Uh, so the so, yeah, fun question, uh, Brian. Thanks. Yeah. For that. So those are so, fun. So the. But uh, seriously though, Jack Black. Okay. All yeah. right. Jack Black. He's just fun. He, okay. Jack Black's all around fun. All right. 
pretty bird. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Pretty, I like, <laughs> pretty bird. <laughs> right. So the Blue Lounge says they've been a YouTuber for three years. They've grown their channel to almost 20,000 subscribers. Nice work. Congratulations. Says, um, watching your content has helped me a lot. I want to say thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for yeah. the kind words. Yep. I'm glad that you are having a successful uh, or success with your YouTube channel. And uh, keep crushing. Love uh, it. What number Absolutely are you on now it. with the questions? Um, right now I am on um, – I'm moving into number 13. Okay. So uh, let's hear. Next up on our list here we have uh, – <laughs> Markinal Resenzi. I hope I'm saying that uh, correctly. I apologize um, if not. Mm. They upload daily content. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do movie reviews, news, and trivia. The goal of the channel is being a full-time creator when the time is right. And the question is, hey, guys, um, you're awesome. Cheers for your hard work. Thank you for the kind words. Says, um, I just got 5,000 subs the other day, and I have two questions. High five and fist bump to you for 5,000 subscribers. Says, um, tags are not as important as many thinks, um, but, how, but how about tags and scheduled live streams? Will it help the algorithm um, to best find the audience before live? Closed captions in other languages. It helps or not so much. Yeah, so um, when it comes to the captions, I'll, I'll hit that one first. So when it comes to the captions, what you want to think about there is you already have different demographics of people interacting with your YouTube channel. So because of that, what you want to think about when it comes to the captions is, yes, you can make them for the audience that you want to push into, but you also need to make sure that you're translating everything else as well um, in terms of your titles and descriptions for those people also. Um, but the, the best practice there when it comes to captions is at least adding the captions in other languages for uh, the people that are um, the most engaged with your channel. So, for example, let's say that you have um, a lot of people from uh, the Philippines uh, interacting with your channel, then in that case, having, you know, Tagalog, um, you know, translations in your content would just help them better to more easily understand the content. If you have people from Germany um, as one of your primary demographics, then in that particular case, having it to where they can, you know, have the, you know, easier accessibility with the content as well as also you know something to consider um, in the very near future and this is already available actually you can already do this um, but in terms of the workflow of actually having it made and all that it's a, it's a little bit clunky but um, you can uh, translate the audio as well and get the audio um, uh, put into the audio experience on YouTube so that when people are interacting with your content not only do they see your title and your description from the outside, your title in their native language, but when they click on it, they can actually hear you in their native language um, as well, which is a pretty cool thing. Um, and then, of course, from there, you'd have your description and your captions also in that language as well. So if you're really being aggressive about that, then in that particular case, you know, providing all of those things for those people and those main demographics um, is definitely something to consider. When it comes to the tags, you can use tags. I still use them. I recommend everybody else still use them as well. Um, they're not as important as they used to be. Um, you know, we used to, you know, like really, um, you know, push people on making sure that they're using the right tags and you know, all that good stuff. But these days, you know, it's just not as important as it used to be. Um, but when it becomes zero important in terms of it makes no difference whatsoever, then in that particular case, YouTube will remove the box because there won't be any use for those tags. So um, because of that, um, you know, just fill them out. Don't spend too much time on it. This is where a tool like TubeBuddy comes into play. Um, and is extremely handy on the workflow side because what you can do there is based on the title and the description of the video, TubeBuddy's going to give you the uh, just a, a quick list of tags that make the most sense for how you optimize the video. And then you can just simply say, yes, this is relevant to my video. No, this one is not. Yes, this one is. So I'm going to add that and so on. You just click the tags and then it just quickly adds uh, the tags and then you can just move on you know, about the, um, about the content without having to spend too much time on it. 
Andrew can. Thanks for hey, super chat. Andrew. My man says, um, thanks for, um, all of the amazing content, a coffee on me at vid summit. Love it, man. Looking forward to seeing you at a uh, vid summit. I know you've been kind of like restricted in the past, um, in terms of, you know, things like that. So, uh, it's going to be awesome to, uh, to see you over there and, and hang out. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to seeing you again. Haven't seen Andrew in a while. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute yeah. for sure. Um, next up on our list here, um, we've got gardening uh, with Bear Brown. Gardening with Bear Brown, uh, they upload one time per week or more. They do gardening content. The goal of the channel is to teach people how to grow food and do this full-time someday. And the question is, how do you deal with a long high in channel growth? Now everything is dropped somewhat. It's like a massive roller coaster. I just hit a major milestone two weeks ago. My last two videos flopped. So what you do, um, like if you are in that mode where you're like, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm like aggressively going after this, is when your last two videos flopped, you have to start trying to figure out why those videos flopped, right? Was it the topic of those videos? Was it how you package those videos? Does your audience retention tell you that people came into that video and they abandoned it quickly? Um, were the topics that you posted around something that just didn't have much of a broad reach within the niche of the content that you're offering? Like, why do you think that those videos flopped? Um, and you wanna start looking at that first. And then the next thing you wanna do is you also wanna start comparing those videos against the successful videos that you have on your channel because the successful videos leave clues into, into to how people respond to content in your channel at a high rate. So you want to make sure that you're always, you know, considering that and you're always comparing your, your content to those videos. Um, but when it comes to, uh, you know, like you had, you know, a long high in the channel growth and then everything, you know, tanked. Um, so, you know, that can be to where, you know, you've changed something in your content, the topics that you're talking about, maybe you've modified it a little bit. You could have modified how you are communicating and people aren't responding to it as well that way. You could have gotten things like you could be so good that you're polishing things too much and people liked the more amateur version of you and that could cause people to not respond as well. Or the more amateur version of you, even for new viewers that haven't experienced your content could just be more relatable to people. Therefore, the more polished stuff, it just isn't, you know, working um, as well. There's all kinds of different variables so that's why it's important to make sure that you are uh, you know checking how people are responding to the previous content compared to how people are responding to the new content in order to kind of give you like a, a compass to uh to what's going on there social media examiner in the house mike what's going on dude hope that you are doing fantastic nice to see hey. you in the uh stream here today How's hey, it going, really Mike? quick. Hope you're doing awesome, man. Um, hey, really quick for everybody that um, does more than YouTube. Like if you are, um, especially if you're a marketer and you're doing anything on any of the social platforms other than YouTube and YouTube included, make sure you go check out um, the Social Media Examiner YouTube channel because they have tons and tons and tons and tons of content over there um, that helps marketers leverage all of the social media platforms. Not just YouTube, all of the social media platforms. So make sure that you uh, make sure that you check that out when you get the chance. Awesome to see you in here, Mike. I hope you're I hope you're doing awesome, man. Yep. Hope you're doing well. Um, so let's see here. So next up on the list, we have Home Rapid Repair. Um, says, our weekly videos often flatline in views after three days. Some take off again and appear to be evergreen forever. How can we predict which videos will be worth our time? So um, when you are publishing your content and they're, they're basically flatlining after three days, what's happening is when you first publish your videos, um, and I mentioned this a lot in the live streams, you're in here a lot, so you know, you've probably heard this a lot, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying it again just for, you know, just making sure. So when you publish your videos, the very first people that see those videos are the people that YouTube thinks 
are going to be the most likely to engage with and enjoy that content at that moment in time. That's why when we first publish our videos, usually our metrics are higher at that time because the audience for that content is like laser fit, right? And then from there, based on how those people respond to the content, then it goes out to a broader group of people. And then based on how they respond, it goes out to a broader group of people or not. And things just start slowing down based on, you know, how broad of a reach that content is getting or how, you know, people are responding to it as it goes out into broader audiences. So because of that, what's likely to be happening with your content right now is the people that are likely to be the most engaged when YouTube is showing it to them, they're enjoying it. But then when it starts going out to these broader audiences, either one, you're having trouble capturing their attention, letting them know that, you know, hey, this is what the video is about in terms of, you know, how you're packaging it up with the topic title and thumbnail, or just as it's going out to those people, they're just not responding as well. And because of that, it's causing a faster fall off um, in terms of, you know, it just not being as high of a performing piece of content from the viewer perspective, right? So because of that, um, the first thing that I would do, instead of just looking at the topics themselves, which is also a part of it, I'm gonna get to in a second, but the very first thing to do would be to go in and start tracking your content. Like, okay, if everything's falling off after three days, let me go in to content that's been on the platform for a week or 30 days or 90 days and start looking to see, you know, how people are responding over those times and see if you find where people, you know, kind of fall off and then YouTube um, starts, you know, continuing to show it to people, but people start having, you know, a better response over time because they align better with, uh, you know, the right audience for that content. Um, I would definitely look into that. Um, in addition to that, in terms of predicting which videos will be worth your time, um, this really comes down to the nuance of understanding your audience. Um, so it comes down to the nuance of understanding your audience. It also comes down to um, the history that you have on your YouTube channel and looking to see, like, okay, out of all the videos that I have on my YouTube channel, if it's 10 or if it's, you know, a thousand, looking at all the videos that you have on your channel and saying, historically, what do people typically like when I, when I publish it based on the topics of the videos? And then from there, thinking of variations of those that you can do, ways that you can kind of repackage similar ideas, things like that. Um, in order to at least as part of your content strategy, have it to where you're publishing videos like that um, on a regular basis for the stuff that people are, you know, responding to well historically, while you're testing additional content, testing different ideas, things like that, um, and being more experimental so that you can kind of rely on the stuff that historically works while you're trying to push into new, you know, into new grounds with the, the newer content that you're uh, publishing. So, um, so I would definitely look at those, but when it comes to predicting it, um, it really comes down to your audience. Like Dee and I will have conversations sometimes where I'm like, man, I'm getting ready to publish this video. Probably not going to do that great, but I just need to get this information out there, yeah. whatever the thing is. Um, and it's just because I've, you know, I've got a bunch of videos on my YouTube channel. I think I've crossed like 700 pieces of content um, that are, you know, public on the channel right now. Um, and, you know, in addition to my channel, I also make, you know, content for other channels and stuff like that too. So I have a, you know, good understanding of, you know, topically, like I, I can usually pick it when something's going to do okay. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I get it wrong just like everybody else. Um, and sometimes, you know, something will completely, you know, surprise me. But the, the thing that is helpful, though, is for, that I found helpful is embedding yourself in the communities around the type of content that you make. Because what you can start doing, and, and just so you guys know, 
when I'm sitting here answering these questions, right? Like you are putting your questions in the form down in the description. So I'm using this for two things. One, I'm using this to provide direct value to you through the questions that I'm answering. But this is also helping me keep a pulse on what it is that you guys are caring about right now. So there's periods of time to where, you know, I'll notice like, hey, everybody's talking about trying to figure out how to make more money. Um, there's periods of time where people are like, hey, man, like um, my views are just tanking right now and everything was going great. And then now everything's down. And then that becomes a common thread. Um, so so like when I start noticing these things based on these questions that you guys are asking, this is just one of the ways that it keeps me in tune with what it is that you guys care about. Um, and then, you know, I'm always hanging out in the Reddit communities, the Facebook groups and all that around YouTube as well. And that just kind of helps me keep a pace um, or a pulse on things. So in your particular case, the, you should be doing the same exact thing. And you can also use all of these different communities as information sources in terms of asking questions around the type of content you make. You don't even have to mention that you have a YouTube channel. Just being like, hey, you know, um, so, you know, you're trying to, you know, repair your home. What are the biggest problems you guys are having? Um, you know, what are some, you know, things that you're running into when you're trying to do those repairs and things like that? And everybody here, you can apply this to the type of content you make. But, um, but when you're hanging out in those communities and you're engaging and you're asking those questions, it can give you tons of insights. And over time, you start learning like, okay, these are the things people like really care about. These are the things that people think they care about, but they really care about this. These are the things that, you know, people are like, if, if I can just figure out how to get them this, they're going to, you just go bonkers over it. Like it really starts helping you be able to paint a picture of what people, you know, are really caring about when it comes to your content. So it's 10 o'clock for us. PM. It is. What do you say we give away a bid summit ticket? Let's do it. And then um, really quick before we do that, let me answer uh, nomadic introverts question. Okay. And then we'll do the, uh, and then we'll do the giveaway. All right, let's do it. So nomadic introvert says, if I pay for a YouTube music subscription, can I use that music in my videos and still monetize them? No. So YouTube music um, as a viewer is completely different than um, what it is that they offer through their creator music. Clears mud. So yeah, so because of that, <laughs> no, you absolutely uh, cannot do that. That does not give you that permission. So if you are gonna be using music from YouTube, you wanna make sure that you're doing that through uh, their creator music. Uh, options that they have there um, or of course you can use creator mix and then you don't have to worry about it but um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to that though as a as a as a listener of YouTube music that does not give you um, that does not give you permission to use it in your YouTube videos so yeah let's do a uh, let's do a giveaway all right Roberto so, says Roberto says after the stream today he's gonna video drop him nice 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 love it love it love it all right so the word you see on the screen right now, Vid oh, you Summit. you already got it up. No space. Type in Vid Summit if, only if, you're able to go yeah. in person to Vid Summit. And mm -hmm. when is Vid Summit? Where is it at? So Vid Summit is October 3rd through the 5th. It's happening in Dallas, Texas. It is the conference for YouTube content creators um, where you can go. You can learn about YouTube. You can learn about the business of YouTube. You can interact with other successful content creators and other people that are, you know, on the come up and trying to figure this stuff out as well. Um, but Vid Summit is like the conference for YouTube content creators. Um, and you, when you are putting the word Vid Summit into the chat here, please make sure that you can actually go because if yeah. you can't go, then you can be taking that opportunity from, you know, somebody else that, uh, you know, uh, that can. So in, in the last stream last Saturday, how I mentioned Natalie from Design to the Nines, she actually came in and left a comment on the replay. And she was like, yeah, completely changed my life. My product is actually dropping, you know, soon. She's um, got her own product. Yeah, I she's got her own that. product now. Yeah, yeah, oh, she's got her own stuff. amazing. Yeah, so. What a journey. Yeah, right? I, re I remember hanging out with her at that bid summit. Yeah. It was like her first one. She wanted mm -hmm. to take it. She was so excited. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so like this is, you know, this can be a, you know, a big deal, um, for, you know, for, for some content creators. So, uh, so definitely thousand, make sure that you can thousand dollars a ticket. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It is not for your accommodation. It is not for your travel. Yep. It is for the ticket Conference only. only. Conference yep. only worth a thousand U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll so have we some more people. Forty-seven right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 let's we'll answer wait. some more questions. Yeah, let's let's hit uh, let's hit uh, fifty, and then uh, and then we will uh, and then we'll pull this and then we'll get back into the uh, and then we'll get back into the questions. Okay. So go go ahead and. So and, Renee and says on. he'll be at Vid Summit this year. Awesome. I know Renee's going to be there. Roberto is going to be there. Um, I'm going to be there. Um, of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, like Mr. Beast is going to be presenting there. I think Mark Rober's presenting there again. Daryl Leaves, of course. Um, you know, it's his conference. Um, you know, a lot of Zach King. For those of you that watch uh, Zach King, I think Ryan Trahan's going to be back again this year as well. Uh, but a lot of you know, a lot of the content creators you watch actually go to Vid Summit to share you know how it is that they do what they do. Okay, so let's pull it. How they do what they do. Yep. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. So is it this that I hit? I do the drum roll here on the mic. Is that I, the rule? I can do it. The helicopter? I can do it. I'm otherwise, doing it right now. Otherwise. I'm doing it right now. Too slow. Oh, okay, go. Here's what you got to do. Go. Two fingers. Okay. Okay, go. But Just you got to like hit that. the button too. Yeah. All right, here we okay, go. Okay, so here we go. Ready? Vid Summit winners coming in. Hey, I saw Roger in there. Roger Wakefield, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing great. I got a feeling Roger's already got his ticket. I think so, too. Ooh, Poodle Professor. Poodle Professor. Congratulations. Congratulations Poodle to you. Poodle Professor. So, Poodle Professor, um, what you need to do is um, you need to DM me on Twitter. Um, if you DM me on Twitter, then I can, uh, you know, get the information that I need from you to pass that on to Daryl's team um, so that they can get you your ticket information. Keep in mind, um, it can take, you know, a little bit of time for that email to come back in to you for confirmation of everything and all of that. Wait, um, so did if she you can, win last week? Um, I'm not sure. Did she? Somebody just said she went, she went one, uh, Nikki just said she won last week. Oh, nice. That's no a way. win. No way. Yep. That's two people that have won two times in a row. This is rigged. This is crazy. So, uh, so yeah, so here's the thing. Even if you won last week, that's fine. So you can either gift your ticket, um, if you want to, um, you know, technically, you know, you could sell it if you wanted to, if you could find somebody to buy it. But the, um, but the idea um, is, you know, just make sure that we are, you know, in that case, we're already connected on Twitter. So just shoot me a DM real quick and just say like, Hey, I won, you know, another one, but just for clarity in the event that you were not, um, you know, one of the, uh, winners last week, but I think, I think it was actually, yeah, you, you were, I think, um, but anyway, unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just, just shoot me that, um, that email just so I can add it to my, you know, add it to my list when I'm submitting the ones for this week. Congratulations. Double time. That's unbelievable. In case. Yeah, How that's was great. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's great. It's great, though. Okay, so uh, next wow. up on our list, and we're going to do another one of those here um, in just a little bit, but um, but now we're going to go back into the questions you so know, we can deliver the, uh, the you know, value that we're trying to do. I wonder if, since they won twice, if one could be a voucher for 2024. Um, I'm, I, think it, I think it's just for this it's event. It's only for this one? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But they can they can use it as a plus one or something like that. A too, plus if they one, want. yeah. Okay. So if they wanted to bring a friend or something like that, then uh, they can definitely do it. Like the other person that won two um, over the last couple of weeks, uh, she like the second one is um, is for her spouse to come. Um, so we missed a super chat apparently from super truly chat. nerdy family. I just put it on the screen right there. Uh, the question is: We play video games, reactions, openings, and challenges. Growing okay? Is it too much variety? Check the page for a better understanding, maybe? Question mark. Thank you. 
So, uh, so you're doing video games, reactions, openings, and challenges. So is this all around video games? Hold on, I will it's check. It's a family. So I guess it would be a family channel, but it's a true. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking family. for it right now here. Um, says, yeah, so she said she, she won last week and she's going to bring a friend. Fantastic. Yeah, congratulations. I love that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Absolutely great. Yeah. Because that'll make the That's experience incredible. better, right? Like if you can, you know, if you can have, yeah. you know, a buddy. I, not, not, not that, not Vid Summit or, or VidCon or any of that, but I, I've been to other conferences by myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, as someone who generally keeps to themselves, it, it, it can be challenging sometimes. So being able to go with somebody, I think is huge. Yeah, because so, then you yeah. have that, like, you know, that buddy that you can get that yeah, you know, yeah, feedback yeah, yeah, with yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's great. congratulations on that. That's yeah. awesome. So um, so I'm looking for um, I'm looking for the truly nerdy family. I'm just gonna search for it and make it easier here. If you wanna if you wanna hold the uh, fort for me for a second, Dean. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and again, yeah. I'll so we've that. got another one of these tickets to give away. So this is the first one. Nerdy we've got another family. one to give away. And do we have another one next week too? Two more next week? Do you know? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So one more. We'll give that away here. Maybe I don't know. Twenty minutes from now or so. Just we'll when, when we feel the vibe. Yeah. Whenever we feel the vibe. Whenever yeah, we, feel we feel the vibe, the vibe. We're gonna give that away. We'll um, let's see here. So what do you got? Yeah, here. So basically they have a uh, daycare gameplay thing going on Okay. over here. Yeah. So it looks like all of these at a glance are, oh no, this one's like a cartoon okay. animation. So just okay. as a heads up, hold on. If you're watching this on the replay, this is not valid for you. The giveaway is only it's for people. It's happening live. It's yeah. happening live. It yes. is not happening for the replay. Correct. So you do not have to leave a comment and type this in. Correct. This is only for the people that that's in the chat right now while this is happening live. Correct. Great, uh, great question there. Miss Belly Games. So here's the thing, true nerdy, uh, truly nerdy family. Like you've uh, grown your channel to thirteen thousand subscribers. Um, your long form content um, isn't getting you know like a, a ton of views on it. Your, some of your shorts are doing okay, but um, your long form content it doesn't look like is getting a uh, you know ton of activity on it. But you know because you are consistently doing like reactions and then you're consistently doing some of the gaming stuff, like. The, the main thing that you just have to make sure that you're doing, um, like this one here, right? You have uh, the, your most popular video has 296,000 views. You published this a year ago. And you have um, the, the content of this one is that the darkness uh, takes over game tunes. So what's going to happen here? And then you have like a Pokemon um, as the next one with 154,000 nine months ago among us. So you're already covering these different games. You're already getting response from this. So what you're offering on your channel is entertainment. You're not offering like, you know, anything on a specific game or anything like that. You're offering entertainment. So the way that you're currently doing it, I think is okay in terms of, um, you know, like, hey, we're, we're still targeting like younger people that are into these subjects and we're kind of packaging everything that way um but we're giving them a little bit of a variety there um i think that you're okay with that but um one thing that i would definitely just make sure that you are clear on is like that part that i'm saying right now about the audience itself right like just make sure that you are super clear on who it is that you're trying to reach with the content so for example you know i see that you're making this with your kid so in that particular case you know because you're in the thumbnails a lot and your kid is in the thumbnails a lot so you just want to you know make sure that you're clear like are you trying to reach the kids or are you trying to reach adults with it um and by making that 
difference or by making that clear, um, it's going to be easier to reach who it is that you're wanting to reach with the content. Because right now, there might be people that aren't clicking on it because you're in the thumbnail or there might be people, people that's clicking on it because he's in the thumbnail. So um, I would definitely make sure that you're getting clear on what you know, you're trying to do and then start optimizing everything around that. Um, but one thing that I can tell you is like, you know, with some of your new videos, how, you know, they're like, some of these are, are kind of rough um, in terms of the, the response that you're getting compared to the response that you've had in the past. Um, so, you know, because of that, one thing that I would definitely do is go and start analyzing some of your old content that did perform well. And there's some things that you have to consider, like, you know, because this is game related um, and kind of like pop culture, you know, with Pokemon and stuff like that. So like one thing that you have to consider as part of this is like timing, like, you know, was there a trend that you hopped on things like that? Was that what made the difference or was it just how people responded to the content? Did they just respond at a high rate? And what you want to start doing is you want to start looking at what it is that you're doing now compared to what it was that you were doing before and look at everything. Look at, you know, how you're designing your thumbnails, look at the structure of your titles, look at the, the structure of the videos themselves, you know, like how did you start your videos? What did you do after, you know, that initial, you know, hook part was over? Look at how you're ending your videos. Look if you're sending people to other videos or not. Um, at the end of the video, look for things like that to see if there's anything that you're doing differently now that could be causing some of that, you know, difference in response. And then there's also, you know, competition as well. Like if you had a substantial amount of people all of a sudden start making content around this space, then, you know, that can eat up some of your traffic as well. So because of that, you know, you might need to do things at like a higher, you know, competitive level. Like for me, um, like in my case, you know, it used to be easier for me to get views on my stuff because there wasn't as many people talking about YouTube. Now, like everybody has a chance, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that have channels now about, yeah, about this. So because of that, you know, it eats into the traffic, which means that for me to compete, that I have to be better than I was in the past. Right. So because of that, you know, um, that type of thing can happen to, you know, everybody as time goes on. Um, but you know, you're at 13,000 subscribers, so you're getting people to respond to what it is that you're doing. Um, the, the, the thing that you have to figure out is why people are responding or they're responding in the past, but they're not responding now because what you have with the exception of three weeks ago, um, is you have consistently like extremely, actually, you know, you, you actually had two, three weeks ago, um, that got, um, you know, one has 26,000 views. The other one has, uh, 16,000 views. So you're still putting out content that people are responding to. Um, it's just not, it's just not, um, oh, I see. Oh, hold on five months, four months, well, and you four weeks. So you took a three month break on your YouTube channel as well. Views were down anyway, but you took a, a, a three month break. So that can work against you as well sometimes. Um, so you might need to build back up from that, but you've put out a decent amount of content. So yeah, I would really just start comparing, um, can, comparing the content back and forth and start using the grouping feature in YouTube to look at the content that people are responding to compared to what it is that they're not. What I mean by that is if you go into your YouTube analytics, if you go into advanced mode, which is um, a blue button that you click um, or blue word, at the top of the screen that you click on, it says advanced mode, click on that. And then once you're in there, if you click on your channel name, then there's going to be a dialog box or not dialog, but there's going to be a box that pops up. Um, the third tab over, I think it is, you're going to see something that says groups. Click on that and then start taking your content and saying, okay, these are the videos where we're, where we're making TikTok references. That's one group. These are the videos where we are doing Secrets Exposed as our series. Um, this is another group where we are doing like Cassie and Gregory. And this one's another group where we're doing Pokemon. And start comparing those against each other and start trying to figure out if people are historically responding to one content type much more than they are the others. Um, and then from there, um, whatever it is that you learn from that, you should definitely start doubling down on that. Maybe 
lose some of the topics that you talk about that people aren't responding to and just you know start doing more of the stuff that people are responding to but really i think i think just comparisons between what people what uh uh, your high-performing videos, uh, the response that they're getting compared to the videos that aren't um, getting that high response, I think you'll learn a lot from just sitting down and, and looking at the details of what you were doing in the old videos compared to what it is that you're doing now. So uh, we had some clarity. I talked about the replay, and Miss Bella was I, – I, didn't read it correctly. Miss Bella Games says, "Will you be giving away for the replay tickets?" She meant Vid Summit no. replay. No, this is um, this is just in-person tickets. Do you know if at any time we will have those? Did you um, mention that? To my understanding, no. It, okay. It's just the uh, okay. yeah, it's just the other one. So okay. you know, maybe after the event or something like that, maybe. But I, I don't know. Or yeah, maybe the, the only thing closer to the event, maybe he'll yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I sure. know he the, has the, in the past. Yeah, the, the only I, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, the only thing that um that I've been um given is uh just the stack of in-person tickets mm -hmm. which is pretty incredible it is it yeah. is absolutely yeah yeah so far if you look at the numbers like so far um yeah we've probably given away i don't know probably at least ten thousand dollars worth of tickets so far yeah so wow. over you know over you know his stream um where he was on plus you know these streams um plus there was um another one that we did i believe as well that um that we gave away like three or four so yeah like it's uh it's definitely definitely adding up yeah so um let's see here so next up we've got the wooden hobbyist um says hey trouble ctr retention rate is growing and i'm at one um point Super almost 1.7 thousand subscribers um i've made 20 thumbnails and still had a 2.2 click-through rate on the last video i had success at 14 percent click-through rate and copy that approach what else can i do pay attention to where your views are coming from that's yeah. really important so you could be making changes to your thumbnails that are negatively impacting you and traffic sources that might be important to you so what you want to make sure that you're looking at when it comes to your click-through rate is a lot of content creators will just look at people call it the performance funnel but it's it's basically like the upside down triangle thing that you see in your um in your quick view youtube analytics so a lot of people will take the information that they see there at face value and they'll say like hey my click-through rate is you know two percent or it's you know five percent or fifteen percent or whatever they see and they'll just call it a day at that and then they'll go in and they'll start making changes to their channel without understanding the deeper information behind that that image that they're seeing there so what you want to do is you want to go into your traffic sources report for the videos in question that you're messing with and you want to go and you want to see the click-through rate that you're getting from the traffic sources there uh, or the different pages on YouTube compared to the impressions that you're getting so when you have lower impressions on a video typically it doesn't always work this way but typically when you publish a uh, a video and it doesn't have a lot of views on it it's relatively easy to keep the numbers high on your click-through rate but when you publish videos and it gets a lot of views on it then it typically pushes down your click-through rate as your content goes out into broader audiences of people that aren't just a prime candidate for that content so it typically suppress or not suppresses the numbers but it typically pushes the numbers down so because of that, um, one, you have to consider how many views you're getting, right? So you're saying that you're like, you change your thumbnail like 20 times. So you got to make sure that you're, you know, thinking about that. Two, um, you also, uh, when you're in your traffic sources report, you can go in and you can see your homepage traffic that you're getting from that video. You can see the impressions that you're getting on homepages. You can see your click-through rate and your average view duration that you're getting from um, homepages. You can see it from search, suggested videos, your channel page, things like that. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're paying attention, of course, to YouTube's recommendations, which is 
browse features and uh, uh, suggested videos. And then you also want to make sure that you're paying attention to search if that's important to you. Um, if search is not important to you and that's not a, a, a place where you're trying to get traffic from, then in that case, just focus on browse and suggested and use that as your gauge for how your thumbnails are actually performing on those specific pages and only make changes if you're if you're performing there in a way that's low compared to how your videos typically perform. Um, and also keep in mind that you can use that information when you're making your thumbnails as well. So let's say that you're not performing as well in suggested videos, which by the way, suggested videos typically gets a lower click through rate anyway. But when you are not performing as well in suggested videos, it could simply be because there's too much going on in your thumbnail, or maybe the thing that you're trying to focus the viewer on, it's not, you know, like it's being obstructed in some way by something else in the thumbnail, or it's not big enough. Um, it can also be that the important parts of your title that would help the, the viewer identify that your content something they might care about, those could be getting truncated and cutting off based on how you're, you know, structuring your titles as well. And those types of things can make a difference. So when you're looking at your click through rate, one, you got to make sure you're looking at all the traffic sources and all that. But keep in mind that it's not always your thumbnail. Sometimes your click through rate is also not sometimes it's always impacted by your uh, by your title as well. Um, and nowadays, if your thumbnail grabs somebody's attention for people that are mobile viewers, or if they're using their mouse to kind of hover around the homepage, then YouTube has the autoplay now. So another thing that you have to factor in now as well is like, okay, when this autoplay starts and YouTube is starting to show these first parts of my video, what's going on? Is there anything that's happening there to where I could, you know, give more, you know, context about the video to where I could show something enticing that might pull people into the video, like what's happening there. So you want to make sure that you're keeping that in mind as well. Um, you know, with these updates that YouTube is rolling out or not rolling out, but they've rolled out with that, um, with that auto play feature. But <clears throat> another thing to think about too, is when it comes to you changing your um, thumbnails, and there's just a lot of information here, that's why I'm continuing to go um, on with it. But um, when it comes to changing your thumbnails, a big thing that I see here is like, if you're changing your thumbnail 20 times, like you're not yeah. giving your thumbnail like enough time to even like really be tested. So, you know, because of that, just keep in mind that, you know, when you're changing your thumbnails, you want to change it and then give it some time to see how people are responding to it. And then from there, you know, decide to make the change or not. But, um, you know, changing your thumbnails 20 times, um, it seems a bit that's excessive. A, yeah, it's a lot, um, depending on the time. I mean, maybe yeah. it's been over the, over the year, maybe I'm not sure, but, um, but keep in mind that, and, yeah, that, good I, I i'll forget this some people change thumbnails and make changes so small that they can't be noticed by people right i've seen that a lot so totally. make sure that the changes you're making are actually significant significant enough to make a difference yeah i've seen people make changes go, what do you think between the two and it's like those pictures spot the difference right and you're like right. uh yeah it's well, the same thumbnail what's except different for maybe like oh you changed the sh color of your shirt got right. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, just making sure that you're paying attention to that and that you're also just considering that, you know, when you are publishing the, uh, you know, video that it is going out to different groups of people at different times. So when you are making those changes, it's better to be strategic about those changes. So for example, let's say when your video first gets published, then in that particular case at the time of publish, having your face in the thumbnail could be advantageous if you're a creator that shows your face. And if you already have, you know, a following of some kind, because then those people that are already familiar with you can identify that it's your content and they can come into your video from there if they like your stuff. But then as it goes out into newer audiences, those people that are not as familiar with you in that particular case, they don't even really care. Right. So because of that, you know, if you are making changes to your thumbnail, you want to consider like, hey, this might be going in front of a lot of people that are not even, you know, familiar with my stuff anyway. So therefore, should I even bother putting myself in the thumbnail and the drastic change that I'm going to make to make 
make it wildly different is instead of having me in the thumbnail, I'm going to take that away and just make something graphical to see if people respond to that better. Right. But, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, um, with changing your thumbnail so many times. Um, if you're doing it quickly, another really important thing that everybody should always consider when it comes to YouTube is when you publish your videos, regardless also of what it says in your one to 10, uh, you know, uh, metric of how your videos have beat out, you know, the last 10 or not. Um, you want to make sure that you're not always basing everything on that and that you're not always basing everything on the initial performance of the video. Um, view velocity is a thing. Um, it is something that, you know, um, is great to get, you know, initial viewership into the video so that it quickly teaches YouTube who the right people are for the video and who the right people are not for the video. But you really want to make sure that you're mostly paying attention to, yes, how do my initial engaged audience, how do they respond to this at the time of publish? But then give it time, you know, give it, you know, 30 days, um, you know, give it 90 days and look back at that video and see what's happening with it then. Because what also can happen is you can publish a video and, you know, maybe it starts doing like, okay. And then YouTube takes it into a broader group, but they don't respond as well. But then YouTube tests it against other people, you know, uh, two weeks down the road and they start responding well to it. And YouTube starts putting it against that particular group and they all start responding well to it, which then leads it into another group. And the next thing you know, you've got a decent amount of views on that video that you thought was a failure initially. So make sure that you don't always just give up on a video just because it doesn't do well out of the gate is kind of what I'm trying to get at there. That Same thing with really long answer. It was, but, but there's <laughs> I was just like a on lot, my phone over there looking for stuff to do. <laughs> seriously, there's so much about click through rate that we yeah. could probably talk about it for the entire live stream. Yeah. In yeah, terms truly, of just like, truly. yeah, I, I mean, there's just so much because, you know, there's so many things that impact it. Um, uh, and, you know, at, at, along with that, you're also like, in addition, we're still talking about it. I know, right? In, in addition, <laughs> in addition to competing with, uh, you know, against the, the 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 you know the 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 your own averages, you're also competing with all of the other videos that YouTube thinks that your audience is likely to engage with at whatever point in that process you are with going into these different groups. Right. And within that, with every traffic source, yeah, with every traffic, with every source, traffic yeah, right. source, right. And within that, um, since you are, you know, uh, since that part of it is constantly modifying, like you could change a thumbnail that like a group further down the road could respond to at a high rate, but you're changing it back here because you think that, you know, or because, you know, it looks like the people, you know, uh, you know, this far in the journey, um, aren't responding to it, you know, as much when it comes to click through rate, I like to think of it in terms of don't walk up to the window and smash your nose against, right? Like don't smash your nose against the metric, back up, back up and look at it from afar and look at everything that's playing in context with that metric, right? right? Look at the different traffic sources instead of just like, oh, I've got a 2.2 click-through rate. Right. And it, yeah, but you know, if you change that, like, and there's also just the title. Like your thumbnails might be banging, yeah, but yeah, your I was title just, might be like people might see your title and be like, they work in conjunction, right? Right. They're it's a team. not. Yeah, they're yeah. a team. They, exactly. They work together as a team to win the click. Yeah. Right. It's a team yep. effort. Right. Yep. So back up. Look at everything. Look at the traffic mm -hmm. sources. It could be your title. Yep. Yeah, right. you could have an awesome thumbnail, but your title is just turning people off, right? right. So yeah, there's just so the many team. variables there. So like, you know, don't always just spend it on the uh, on the thumbnail. Yeah. And just remember too, like when you change your thumbnails, like uh, even though the first one was low, <clears throat> any changes that you make, it will change or it could change because a response, a, a, a different response in viewers, but that response isn't always positive either. Like you can change a thumbnail and cause your video to go in the opposite direction that you were, you know, trying to get I've it to go. I've done that before. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Lots. I've done that before. Yeah. I, I've done, I've done, and you've probably done it too. I've changed thumbnails, and it got worse. 
So I'm like, oh, I'll make a new one. And it got worse. Right. I make a new one. And it got worse. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to the original and it just came back up. Mm -hmm. Other things too, like just because it's low right now, doesn't necessarily mean that a month from now or three months from now, it's not absolutely crushing. Right. Like sometimes it just takes a while for YouTube to get your, your videos in front of the right audience. Right. To just nail it. To just nail it. Right. Yeah. I've had videos, right. Cause I, I get a lot of search traffic because it's a, you know, utility type channel, but I've had videos where I put out there out of the gate, thumbnails, no big deal. Six months later, 18%, 20%, 500,000 views, you know, so the changes can happen when YouTube figures out who the right audience is, the right traffic sources, et cetera. And sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just don't hit a home run yeah. too. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe the thumbnail and all that stuff is fine, but maybe the video just isn't great. Right. And since the video isn't getting a good response, then, you know, then it's causing everything to, to not do, uh, yeah. you know, that well. Yeah. A lot of variables. Yep. So um, I've given up. I've given up sometimes on thumbnails too. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've made them, and I, it's just like, and I just can't get it. I'm just like, you know what? It, it, I'm just gonna plant the seed and see if it grows. Yeah. And if it doesn't, and that's I'm, an important part of YouTube too, in yeah. terms of you know things that people gotta consider. Yeah. You know, like um, you know the the planting seed idea. Yeah. You know, like when you're putting the videos out, you know, sometimes it does take. You know, sometimes videos will just hit, and sometimes just right out of the gate, it's like, bam, Home this is run. great, right? Yeah. But then other times, you know, it can it, it can just a take while. a while to uh, to you know just accumulate viewership on a video. Yeah, and I and I'll, I'll say this too, my channel, you know, if I were operating at the level of one of the major players on YouTube. Where you've got you've got a team of people and you're analyzing every single metric at all times, you know, Mr. Beast or Mark Rober. I'm they're operating at a different level. I'm sure they're changing stuff uh, very quickly. Sure, but 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 for what I well, do, well, they get and, data at scale though. They get, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. They get data at scale, but for, for for what I do and probably what you do, I I, I don't sweat too much over it. I kind of I'll put it out there, watch it for a little bit, make a couple changes, plant a seed, let it grow, see what happens over time. So um, the next super chat here um, is from Rude Pie Guy. Says my channel is a disaster. Super Please help chat. me. I'm burning, burning down into ashes. It's a mess. Um, it's so bad. It's comedic. So um, just really quick. So I'm I'm looking at what it is that you're publishing. So it looks like um, you know you you published a year ago and then you just started publishing videos again two months ago. Oh, um, and the videos that you're publishing, um, it, the content is like really varied um, as well. So you have, for example, like, uh, you know, Skyrim VR um, as one video. And then you have as the next video, like the best AI um, advertising ever. So, you know, the AI video, you got 10,000 views on it, but the Skyrim video, you have 16 views on it. So, you know, that tells you what content you should experiment with making more of. But then you actually tried it and you say, uh, you know, um, AI exposed YouTube, why gaming YouTube channels uh, fail. Um, and then in that particular case, that's also way outside of the right audience for the people that responded to your best AI advertising video ever. So, you know, you're another um, channel that's in one of those situations where the best thing that you can do right now is over the next like, you know, day over the next, you know, before you make your next video, sit back and think to yourself, okay, what am I actually trying to do here? What am I trying to do with my YouTube channel? What am I trying to actually accomplish in terms of the value that I'm providing to others? What am I, what am I trying to accomplish in terms of the return value that I'm going to get from, you know, the efforts I put into my content? Like, 
what is it I'm trying to do? Who is it that I'm trying to reach with my content? And how can I get as clear as possible um, on that? And you say right here that you don't want to be an AI channel, though, then you shouldn't be making content about AI. Yes. Right? Because if you don't want to be an AI channel and you publish videos on AI, if people come in and they, let's say the next video you publish, if it was on AI, let's say, theoretically, that video ends up getting a million views on it. And then you, it ends up giving you, you know, 50,000 subscribers overnight. Guess what's going to happen? Those people are going to expect AI content from you. So what you want to make sure that you're thinking about is like, okay, if, if I'm going to be publishing videos to my channel, even if I'm doing variety content right now, while I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I'm only going to publish videos on content that I can see myself making for a long period of time into the future. And the reason that you do that is because if you have a video take off on that subject matter, then it's like, Hey, here's a green light. I'm going to double down on this. And then, you know, we're going to be talking about that for a while um, versus like I'm making content about things that I don't really want to talk about just for the sake of trying to tap into trends and things like that. And then everything, you know, ends up, uh, you know, uh, 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 taking off uh, that way. So, and you say, why is Canoes Gaming so successful? I'm not sure who uh, Canoes Gaming is, um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they've done. I'm not sure, you know, anything about their content. Um, but if you're talking about like variety, um, most successful channels on YouTube, not all, but most successful channels on YouTube, they have a very clear um, audience. They know who it is that they're trying to uh, serve with their content, and they continually do that, even if it might seem like they're making content that is, you know, variety. Um, uh, they are still making content for a particular type of viewer, which is the whole idea that I was saying in terms of, you know, getting very clear on who it is that you're trying to reach with your content. And then if you're going to do variety, um, then making sure that that variety is in alignment with those people that you're trying to serve. So the example that I like to give for this one is since you guys are YouTube content creators and you come to my channel to learn about all these different things about YouTube and, you know, the tools and how to grow your channels and stuff like that and best practices. Um, one of the things that I could do on this channel from time to time, if I, you know, was going to experiment with this particular idea is I could do skits on my channel, right? I'd probably do it as shorts if I was going to do it, but I could do skits on my channel. But if I did skits on my channel, I wouldn't do skits on like, you know, things that are happening in the news or politics or, you know, um, um, uh, phone technology or anything like that, I would do skits based around things that YouTube content creators or content creators in general could, uh, could resonate with. So then that way, all of the people that I would have subscribing to the YouTube channel from that particular content, they could still get value from the other content that I'm publishing on the channel, right? That's the whole idea. So even though it would seem like it's a completely different, you know, thing for my channel, which it would be, it would still be targeted towards the same people on the YouTube channel, which is content creators. So uh, because of that, just make sure that you're getting really clear on, you know, what it is that you want out of your channel and who it is that you're trying to reach with your channel. And then once you know those two things, then you can build your entire content strategy and your entire YouTube channel and your entire online brand around achieving what it is that you want through providing content that adds value to that target demographic or that target audience that you're trying to reach. Um, let's I, see I here. I want to add something else. Please do. Talking about hey, click-through rate. I'm going to step away real quick, so take it away, D. Yeah, what number were you on in the... In the um, right uh, now, I am on uh, 14, so the next one would be 15. Okay, I don't know if I get to that tonight or, or not, but I want to say this. So Roberto Blake has a channel. He has another channel where he's not making custom thumbnails at all. I'm going to go back to thumbnails and click-through rate. Uh, and Roberto, I don't know if you're still in here or not, but right now would be a great time for you to mention uh, that, how that's still doing. And if you've changed this, let me know. But the last time... Stream with one, it's just a white thumbnail. 
It's a white thumbnail, right? Sometimes you don't even have to make the thumbnail. So Roberto is letting YouTube select the thumbnails for all of the videos on his other channel. And Roberto, please uh, chime in on this. And, and it's doing all right. It's doing all right. The most important thing is getting that content in front of the right audience. I think he talked about this before. Hey, Heidi, how you doing? Nice to see you. So I'm going to go into the form here. Uh, question here uh, from, question comes from Camp Brood. Camp Brood is, has a channel for hiking and visiting national parks. Their goal is to help others with their national park trips. That is really cool. Question is, what are the benefits of using a website slash blog and the YouTube channel together? How do you maximize both those platforms to get more video views? Uh, the, the easy answer to that is, is you're really going after two different audiences here. Some people still like to read. Some people like to watch things in video format. So you could do two different things. One, you could just write a blog post about the topic and you could embed your actual YouTube video in that. Or you could transcribe what you say in the video. Obviously, you'd have to edit that a little bit use that as a blog post. And at the end of that blog post, you can embed your actual YouTube video on that as well for people who do want to come in and watch, watch the video. If you're doing instructions on how to visit national parks, I would think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to come across your blog. Maybe you're going to have images, right? So you're going to have all the text coming in. Maybe you're going to show certain images along with the text, you get to the bottom and there's your video for people who want to go in and watch it that way. So that's how I would do it. For all the people who do find you through Google or any other way that they find your actual blog, that's going to send people in into YouTube. Next question. Next question is moving on. Hang on one second here. Next question comes. Uh, uh, Where's it at? Next question comes from Fash Fab Beauty. How long have you been making videos? Less than a year. What type of channel do you have? It is a beauty channel. What is the goal of the channel? Uh, monetization to become a full-time creator. What is the question? The question is, there are people in my email, there are people in my email say I have no SEO after they looked over my channel. I've never asked them to. Do I need to get that to get subscribers? Okay, so what it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, People have just left comments or sent you emails saying you don't have any SEO on your channel. I can't look at your channel. I don't have this set up to pull you up right now. Nick may, might be able to pull that up when he gets back. SEO, search engine optimization, is technically on YouTube. It's just using keywords that your audience will identify. So if you're a beauty channel, then you're going to have specific keywords that are related to that video. Let's just say you're doing a video about a hair product. You're definitely going to put that hair product uh, whatever it's called in your title, put it down into your description. So when people are talking about SEO, they're talking about keyword rich titles, keyword rich descriptions that will help people or help YouTube understand what your video is about. Yeah, can the you, whole can you pull the channel up? Are you able to see that? The, the, the whole idea there is um, YouTube's default filtering for YouTube search is based on relevance. So what they are trying to do ultimately is they're trying to generate as much watch time per impression mm. per query um, when it comes to YouTube search. So because of that, um, since the default filtering is relevance, when you optimize for what people are actually looking for, then what ends up happening is if people respond positively to your video content, um, 
compared to the other videos for those search results is it can, you know, cause you to end up ranking high in YouTube search. And then from that, you know, you can end up getting, you know, a decent amount of traffic from YouTube search and YouTube search traffic is usually more stable um, as well compared to recommendations. Um, so, hey, quick uh, side I note, somebody's trying to break into my email right now. Somebody so, tried to break into my email earlier. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's happening right now. It's been happening since eight o'clock. Since as soon as we went live. Yeah, since we've been since we've been live, like they're going hard on my uh, on my channel. If you're watching this stream, um, you know, let's see you're what not you can get in. Let's see what you can do here. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, they are they're going hard. So uh, uh, let me one, two, three, four, five, five password attempts just on that one, and then one, two, two more. While you're there, doing that, let me three. say this really quick about the emails services love to spam creators to tell you the things that you are they th think that you're doing wrong to try to get you to pay for their service in order to get them to fix it ignore ignore those emails so if that's the sort of email that's coming in where somebody's like oh i noticed you're not using seo and your youtube ignore those people yeah right seo is very helpful using the keywords if you're going after search if you're going like after search right if you're going after search it's very important at the very least though in your description I would write out what the actual video is about mm -hmm. in your description at the very least. Your title could be something more compelling, something to you know build up the curiosity. It doesn't technically have to have the keyword in it, but in your description, I would make sure that I put that in there. Yep. But it could be people trying to just, you know, I notice you're not using SEO properly. Right. Contact us and we can help you, you know, we can hook you up. Yeah, so I have a tweet that I put out. Um, it's been out for a while, so it's probably gonna be hard to find. But basically, if you go to, um, uh, so on a regular basis, you guys know that I share like, you know, links to just YouTube official stuff, right? Um, so that you guys can better educate yourself on like, you know, the things straight from the horse's mouth. Um, so one of the things that YouTube mentions in the Google help docs is that, you know, um, when you add keywords to your titles and your descriptions, that it just helps give context to their system, um, you know, what the video could be about. So in addition to it helping people, you know, find the content. It's also something in, in terms of search, it's also something that can just help the system better understand what's going on too, because the system's using all of that information plus the information that it's seeing and listening to you say in the video content itself. Um, so it's using all of this stuff to get an idea of who the right people are to show the content to. So anything that you can do to help it along um, is going to be to your advantage. Heidi, thank you so much. You just gifted a membership. Thank you. Oh, nice. Hey, um, did you catch these two super chats here? One of them is from One Step, and another one is from Rude Pie Guy. Um, did let's you see, see them? here. Um, I see them right now. So um, let's see here. First, uh, One Step, thanks super for the super chat. chat. Says, if I make a stream of video on demand, uh, members only view after I stream, do I lose those live watch hours? Uh, what about members only videos? Do they get watch hours? So um, with members only videos, um, they don't count for watch time. Um, only public videos count for watch time. So um, if you're, you know, if you have a, a, a live stream and then you make it members only, then um, the public watch time um, because it's not gonna be public anymore so that basically gets taken away um, but when it comes to the members only videos same exact thing um, so you know they'll collect like you'll see watch time and stuff like that on them but it's not stuff that you're getting you know like credited for you know so to speak next super chat from rude pie guy rude pie guy says um why vanos gaming is so successful and he doesn't have a uh niche uh niche or does he um so i'm not sure i'm not familiar with that channel either but when Vanos it comes gaming but when it comes to you know these uh you know channels um i'm guessing because the name i'm guessing that he has a uh you, you know, know gaming channel we've talked about this before 
okay, the majority of people who get into YouTube, you come in like everybody else, you're in the trenches, you're fighting for every view, every subscriber, you're trying to get them to watch 30 more seconds of your video. And it's a struggle, there's a lot to learn. But there are some people who come onto the platform. Now, those people might come onto the platform. Oh with, yeah, this channel's crushing at 25 million subscribers. They might come in with uh, uh, an audience from another platform. Mm -hmm. They might come in with a ton of experience. Or they can go from the ground up. Or they can come in from the ground up and just naturally be good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Some people just come in, first video, second video, knock it out of the park, and they're doing incredibly well because they naturally, they naturally make everything the right way. Their thumbnail just happens to be the right thumbnail. Their video just happens to be the right thumbnail or the, the right video. And the audience identifies with that piece of content. And, and others up and running right out of the gate. Yeah, and others have to, you know, go through the, you know, painstaking. You know, the, us mortals have to go through yeah, the painstaking the part of like, you know, learning how to do it. Yeah. So that particular channel that he mentioned, they've been on YouTube since September of 2011. Right. Um, so you know, they've been growing that audience for quite some time, and you know, with the success that they have had, like YouTube knows who to show their content to. Yeah. Um, so you know, the amount of data on a 25 million subscriber YouTube channel um, is going to be pretty, you know, substantial. So just like one video here for example from eight years ago 65 million views on it um so you know like yeah some of these are, are pretty um massive in terms of the view counts on them so youtube has a very clear understanding of who the audience is for this and this person they continue to put out videos that people respond to at a high rate but this is clearly you know targeted at, at gamers so yeah they definitely have a niche yeah a another so, thing let me let me add to this and let's give away a bit summit ticket after yeah. that I, I just want to add don't compare yourself and i know you're not necessarily doing that but don't look at other channels and try to figure like what well you know why am i not doing well when these other channels are doing so well there's so many factors involved uh, in, in just in regards of experience or just you know hitting a home run you don't know if they're they're growing organically you know they could be buying views you have no idea how they're actually growing their channel not talking about the 25 million channel but just in general don't don't try to compare yourself to other channels. Yeah, it's good to look and see what they're doing. Right. And like pay attention to the channels to see if they have like breakout videos right. that, you know, can inspire ideals and ideas and things like that. But um, unless you have access to somebody's data, right. like unless you have like back end access, all you can do is like theorize on what's going on. Right. So, um, you know, because of that, um, you know, you you definitely want to make sure that you're you know paying the most attention to like, OK, how am I doing compared to how I was doing before? Yeah. And then looking at those other channels and seeing them like if they're doing well and they're doing way better than you seeing them as like okay if they're doing this i know i can do it i just have to figure out how to you know get my content to a high enough response that i'll be able to you know compete for you know some of the traffic that they're getting um so you know that's what you want to make sure that you're thinking about there yep. so yeah let's give away give some, uh, a bid summit ticket all right the next word to type in bid summit 2023 here we go the way you see it on the screen here we go only here we type, go here we go only type this in if you are able to go to dallas texas to go in person to vid summit on what are the dates october 3rd through the 5th october it's gotta be 3rd amazing it's at a new venue um a lot of the hotels are like selling out they've had to get extra hotels it's going to be an incredible uh, conference this year it's incredible every year um but it's going to be uh probably off the chain this year it's going to be uh, a really exciting year Bid Summit 2000. Yeah, it's going to be in Roger Wakefield's backyard, essentially, three. which is nice. Yeah, I heard that Roger's having a barbecue and he's going to feed all of Bid Summit. <laughs> nice. I don't know if that's true or not. Could be a rumor. <laughs> could be a rumor. <laughs> or he could just be handing out PVC pipe. Yeah, hand out P hey, everybody, here's some pipe. Yeah. Here's PVC pipe for you. Yeah. Roger Wakefield. <laughs> Roger Wakefield. 
giving everybody pipe at Bid Summit. Yep. Possible. Let's see here. So we got to find the biggest <laughs> steak in Texas. Nice, nice. Yeah, Jerry's in uh, 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 out there. Uh, oh, no. Jerry, are you? I, I can't remember. Are you? Are, are, I think you're in New York. I don't think you're in Texas. Travis, MVP in the house. Travis. Yeah, so Coach, tra- you're doing awesome. Are you going to be at uh, Bid Summit this year, Travis? So tr- <laughs> Rod, Roger says barbecue says, on him. Barbecue nice. on, yeah, barbecue on nice, me. Nice, nice, nice. Not, not literally, barbecue in the backyard. <laughs> barbecue in the backyard. <laughs> Travis is who we need to have on as a, as a third person here. We need Travis up in the corner, like a little, little circle, like the hype man. <laughs> Just being like, yeah. 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 Like, it, like yeah. Le- legit, if I ever wanted to walk around with a hype man, it would be Travis. Yeah. I would choose no other person than Travis to be a hype man. With his glasses on. You seen the glasses that he streams with? Right. Yeah. On on IQ. I love it. He says I can come on, send me a link. We're actually getting ready. We're getting <laughs> right, yeah, ready. We're sh- yeah, we're getting ready to we're getting ready to head off here this uh, shortly. This get in it, but I would love to do that sometime. That'd be fun. <laughs> so hey, do you want to pull this, uh, D? Yep, you guys ready? Yep, let's do it. How many people we have? Fifty seven. All right, let's okay, do here it. Here we go. And by the I way, got my fingers ready. If you're are, are you gonna fire up the choppers this time? Yep. Is that gonna be yep. you? Okay, hold yep. on. Uh, by the way, if you're a StreamYard user, we're using the giveaway tool on StreamYard. You yeah. can access that by going to StreamYard.com forward slash giveaway. Yeah, that's how it, we're pulling these. It randomizes a winner. It mm-hmm. randomizes a winner. Okay, here we go. Yep. Ready? Deep breath. Go. Fire up the chopper. Let it rip. Go. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Alice, Alice Turner. Turner. Congratulations, Congratulations Alice. Alice. You Turner. are a winner for a Vid Summit ticket. Congratulations to you. So um, all you need to do for this is um, send me a DM on Twitter. If you try to send me a DM and you can't um, because, you know, if we don't follow each other or something like that, just at me and say um, I won the, you know, Vid Summit ticket. And um, and then I'll send you a DM um, as soon as I see that. So um, so if you can just send that you know, over as soon as you possibly can. Um, then um, once the stream is over, because it's almost 11 p.m. here, so once the stream is over, um, then we are, like, done for the evening. But I'll be checking all that stuff tomorrow and getting everybody's information um, tomorrow for the tickets. Uh, actually, one of them is already a winner, so, like, I, I've already got their information, but I'll be getting your information um, tomorrow. So, um, uh, and then I'll be passing it on to Daryl and his team on Monday. So, and then from there, it can usually take, uh, like, a week or two, and then they'll get back to you with, you know, all the information that you need. But um, yeah, I'm telling you here live on the air with a bunch of 233 with the 224 witnesses, um, you are a winner. You're going to Bid Summit. So if you want to go ahead and book your hotel, your um, you know your travel and all that, um, then you can go for that, and um, and you are covered on the ticket. So um, so make sure that uh, that you do all that as soon as possible. And for everybody else that's hanging out here, um, two things I want to bring to your attention. One is that here in just a second, Roberto Blake is getting ready to um, publish a video on his channel. Um, so make sure that you go check that out. In addition to that, Daryl Eves is also going live on his YouTube channel here at um, 11.10 local time, which is 12.10 Eastern time. So Roberto is squeaking the video yeah, in. Getting the video in. Right and Daryl's going live too. So what's going to happen is as soon as I hit in broadcast, Broadcast here, it's going to dump you into Daryl's uh, uh, notification area. So make sure you hit that notification to be reminded so you can jump back into that stream as soon as you're done watching Roberto's video. So thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out. And one more thing that I do want to remind everybody of first off, Daryl, thank you for, you know, the Vid Summit tickets, um, you know, helping the community out yep. here. But um, in addition to that, you know, for those of you that are just getting started in all of this, 
I always like to remind, you know, people that, you know, YouTube, it is, it is hard. There's a lot of things that you got to learn, a lot of things that you have to, you know, get in place. And, you know, because of that, you know, when you're first getting started, it can seem like, you know, like, man, there's this huge mountain I got to climb and you kind of do, but just always remember that as you're going through this process, that it's just like learning an instrument or just like learning a new skill or starting a new job or something like that, where, you know, when you first walk into it, it's like, oh man, which way is up? I got to figure this out. But then as you start figuring things out, it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense now, this makes sense now. And then you can start, you know, applying more things to what it is that you're doing. You start making better videos. You start understanding your audience better and all of that over time. So because of that, don't get discouraged. If this is something that you're like really interested in, just make sure that you hang in there and you keep going through the learning curve. But most importantly, when you are watching videos like mine, make sure that the information that you're hearing, that you're thinking to yourself, okay, with the things that he's saying, how can I apply that to my channel? Or does that, you know, specific thing that he said, you know, apply to what it is that I'm doing. In most cases it does, but not all cases. So because of that, make sure that you're keeping that in mind, um, but that you are, you know, taking action on this stuff because there's been tons of people over the years that hang out in these live streams and that watch the videos, but they don't actually apply the things that they hear. So because of that, they end up just kind of staying in that same place and then eventually like stopping. So if you're somebody that is serious about, you know, turning your YouTube channel into something, just make sure that every day, um, or at least every day that you can, you know, if you are balancing it with jobs and, you know, all that, make sure that you are trying to, uh, not trying to, but make sure that you are building up your skill sets and that you're applying all of the different things that you're learning over time. In addition to that, while you're watching my content, supplement some of that with also watching, you know, videos about, you know, being a better video editor and, you know, communicating, um, public speaking, those types of things. So you can also get better at all of those things because there's all the YouTube stuff, but then there's all the skill set stuff that also goes with it. So just make sure that you are, uh, you know, working on all of those things. And if you do, then over time, things are going to start falling into place for you. So again, thank you so much for hanging out. And as a quick reminder, I've got a video coming out this week on AI tools. Um, awesome. that you, it's incredible. So you it's definitely awesome. want to make sure that you check it out because I show you examples of some of the amazing things that you can do with it. So make sure that you check that out. Go check out Roberto's video. Have an amazing uh, rest of your weekend. And um, we'll see you next time, D. Great stream. Uh, awesome stream, man. Yep. See you guys see next ya. time.